0: He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now.
1: So I'm getting dressed, and I didn't have a shirt to wear, so my mother got my uncle's shirt, who was so smaller man than my dad. And French cuffs and rolled up the cuffs so they who looked like it fit. And I couldn't find my dad's we couldn't find my dad's cuff length. So my mom went and got a nut and a bolt. I wonder why she was down downstairs in the laundry room looking for and put him on. I said, Mom, I can't do this. They'll make fun of me. I'll be embarrassed. said, so anybody comes up and says to do, and you look at them and say, and here's what you to say. This guy, Frank, came up to me and said, hey, look at Biden. Look what he's got here. Hey.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. That was Joe Biden saying words, <laughs> telling a story about using nuts and bolts as his cufflinks in a shirt. And then he made up some words that were literally not words, like, yeah, I mean, he
3: there it's was remarkable no, when he goes off script. There was no payoff to that story. No. Usually it's like a good story. My my father, when he was alive, told me a story about the Great Depression, and they were on government assistance, and part of that came with clothing. And if you were poor, you got mustard-colored knickers. My dad hated these mustard-colored knickers, so he'd hide his church pants outside the window by the garbage cans, walk out with the mustard-colored knickers on, to, uh, put on the church pants, and then go to school. That's a good story. This meandering, just mishmash of words doesn't now, go anywhere. You're, now you're a fashionista. You wear some interesting
2: apparel, and I say that in, in a good way. You you really do. Have you ever used nuts and bolts or any other tools or hardware on your clothing?
3: Uh, cl- uh safety pins, yes. Okay. Um, not as like a functional part, like in in place of something. <clears throat> But Well, actually, I take it back. I have. If I split my pants, I'll use the safety pins real quick to, uh, to go through. But a lot of times, and then you can pull it off as a fashion statement. Yeah. So mm, okay. I, that's what I would do if I had to go the nuts and bolts route instead of cufflinks.
2: Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That wisdom has just been shared. Uh, hi to all of you guys coming in. I can see people coming in the various chats. We're glad you're here. Thanks for spending time with us today. We have a lot to get to. Tons to get to, in fact. We're gonna hit back on that Devin Archer story again. There's fallout discussion. The Dems are panicking. They won't say they're panicking, but they're panicking because they should. They should based on what's coming out of this. You've also got Democrat officials who have admitted to spying on Americans, particularly with the use of Section 702 and FISA warrants, but are unwilling to give up the tools. There's votes coming up. It's supposed to extend at the or excuse me, go out or expire at the end of the year. They're saying why it shouldn't. We'll have a discussion about that. You've got John Kerry, who said the quiet part out loud. And what he said was he wants to eliminate all farming. A pretty bold statement, of course, under in, in the name of climate change. You've got Trump, who's saying he will not debate on the 23rd. We've got some DeSantis stuff that we're going to hit on. We've got, we're going to talk about Cardi B briefly today. That's going to happen. Dil- Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light, that's going to happen. Military, the, the, the trust and faith in the military is the lowest it has been in two decades. I wonder why. I wonder why. And to be clear, there's amazing men and women serving there. But on the whole, people do not have a lot of faith and trust in the military right now. We'll get into all those stories and more. We'll keep tabs on your commentary throughout the day. So keep engaging. Hit that like button on the way in. And folks, if you have savings, 401k accounts, IRAs, Please be aware, I tell you every day on the show, but if you're here for the first time, be aware that Biden and the Democrats have unveiled a new phased rollout of the digital dollar right here in America. It's not just discussion anymore. It's not fantasy. It's not fiction. It's reality. Fed now started on July 1st, and it is going to wreak havoc on people's accounts and their lives and freedoms, by the way. But you can protect your money. You can protect your money with a legal way to opt out of the digital dollar. It's an entirely legal tax loophole that my friends at American Alternative Assets can tell you about. You contact them. They will give you a free wealth protection guide and teach you how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets. All you have to do is call 833-287-2465. That's 833, the number 2, USA Gold. You can also visit protectfrombiden.com. You guys, it's happening. This this is getting rolled out in our country. It is depressing. It should not be happening, but it is. So be smart, protect your your hard-earned savings. Go to protectfrombiden.com or again call the number 833 the number 2 USA Gold. All right. Let's get back into the testimony from yesterday. We talked about it some, but it was a closed-door session, so we are kind of waiting for some more of the fallout. But Devin Archer's testimony yesterday contradicts Biden's claims that he never had anything to do with Hunter or Jim Biden's business ventures. Now, we all thought that to be bogus and not true, but we're, 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 we're now getting more and more information. We had this testimony yesterday, and we're entering the phase of the Democrat word parson weasel. Here, here's the, the, the decrepit cadaver. JOE BIDEN, IN HIS OWN WORDS ABOUT THIS, OVER over THE COURSE, THIS IS A MONTAGE, BUT TAKE A LOOK AT THIS TO SET THE SCENE FOR WHAT WE'RE GOING TO DISCUSS.
1: NEVER DISCUSSED WITH MY SON OR MY BROTHER OR ANYONE ELSE ANYTHING HAVING TO DO WITH THEIR BUSINESSES, PERIOD. I DID ANYTHING WRONG, AND uh, I DIDN'T REALIZE HE WAS ON THE BOARD TILL after was AFTER HE HAD BEEN ON THE BOARD, AND AT THE SAME TIME, HE HAS COME FORWARD AND SAID IT WAS A MISTAKE ON HIS PART TO BE ON THE BOARD. I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board, and that was it. The fact is, I was unaware of his investments until those occurred, and I've never discussed what my son's business with him, because I didn't want any conflict. I don't discuss business with my son. I didn't know that was the case. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I've never discussed my business or their business, my son's or
2: daughter's, and I've never discussed them. So let's decode that, right? Let's break this down. Did Joe have working knowledge of Hunter's businesses? No, maybe not. Why? Why? Well, it makes sense that he wouldn't. He's not doing the spreadsheets. He's not going to do all of that stuff. That's not his role, right? He didn't have to do that. But they're going to hide behind. The, the Democrats are masters and wordsmiths when it comes to all of this stuff. They're, they're going to... Describe the things that you would anticipate he's doing by assuming that he's involved, which he very much is, and then say, nope, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. But that was never his role. That was never his function. Joe's role is pure and simple influence peddling. Influence peddling is letting your shakedown mark know that there will be consequences if the mark doesn't hold up their end of the deal. Joe doesn't need to know, didn't know the inner workings of Hunter's fake companies. All he had to do was Gladhand, make small talk make it known that he was there and this is where things are getting s- spun out of context taken out of context and people are arriving at different things like you've got representative dan goldman who's quickly becoming one of the greatest liars in the house who spun archer's testimony this way for example
4: does that contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden Business Associates? Clearly, he talked, whether it's not the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them.
5: Doesn't this contradict me? I, d- I don't know what his comment is, and is if better? we're going to—well, I don't, I don't think that's— what he said he never said that he has never spoken to anyone he said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings if he says hello to someone that he sees his son with is he supposed to say hi son oh no I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone it's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with the son is at dinner with and that is literally all the evidence is.
2: Is this Hunter like a party trip he's... that Hunter Biden used to impress the people he was with? OK, so so Goldman, like a lot of his colleagues, people in the media, are hanging on to the fact that Joe only exchanged pleasantries and had no knowledge of Hunter's businesses. But I just told you, we just discussed this. The exchange of pleasantries is an integral part of influence peddling. Hunter is proving to the person he's doing business with, that Hunter has a direct line to, at the time, the second most powerful person on the planet and Vice President Biden. And if Hunter doesn't get what he wants from the business deal, all he has to do is pick up the phone and call daddy. That's the grift. That's what's going on. So everyone's spinning this out of context. And kudos, Democrats, for for saying what what most people will take— and by hook line and sinker. Oh, he just said hi. Of course he's going to say hi. That was the point. Dad, are you there? Yep, I'm here, son. You know, exchange some pleasantries, see? I've got access to the Vice President of the United States. He's my father. Now let's talk
3: let's talk specifics. If you what this reminds me of is good fellas. Remember when um, uh, Henry and Tommy hijacked the uh, the one of the trucks that was leaving the airport? In uh, uh, Henry, uh, Robert De Niro pulled out the ID into the, he goes to the trucker. He goes, You may think you know who we are, but we definitely know who the fuck you are. That's the same thing that's being done here. Yeah. It's the same sort of operation. And also going back to Goodfellas. When the after the Luf- Lufthansa heist and Maury was getting on Robert De Niro's uh, nerves and Henry and Robert De Niro are walking down the street and he turns to me and goes do you think Maury's wife tell uh, do you think Maury tells his wife everything and then the VO is at that point I knew that Maury was going to get killed it's the same it's the same level of corruption when you're involved in nefarious activities you never want to have a smoking gun there has to be some buffer and also some acknowledgement to let the people know that you're dealing with that you better come through because i'm connected right and if you don't come through there's going to be hell to pay like we saw in hunter's whatsapp message
2: yeah exactly exactly so uh, this should be easy for people to see. I think it's pretty easy for a lot of us to see. And by the way, we didn't need Devin Archer's, Archer's testimony to, to see all of this stuff. It's just made it that much more clear. There's also, by the way, supposedly some more folks who are going to come forward and testify. Uh, there's been some reports of—I I don't know all the details on that, but I did I did see some, some rumblings about that. But we've established that Dan Goldman, who we just showed there, is a low-life scumbag, <clears throat> who's on a political spin tour claiming that Biden did nothing wrong, which we all see as total bullshit— Here's here's him on uh, the morning show, or excuse me, on Morning Joe. So I'm sorry you got to watch this clip, but but listen to this exchange here. Could you just, with specifics, tell us these phone calls that were a matter of such a uh, discussion yesterday. Like, what were they about? What would what would then-Vice President Biden say in these conversations? You know, walk us through what happened.
5: Right. So uh, let's put this in context. Bo Biden got very sick in early 2015. He died in the spring of 2015, which was right in the middle when Devin Archer um, had his, his business dealings uh, with uh, Hunter Biden. Biden. At that point, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden began to speak every day because they were both devastated by Beau's death. They spoke every day. The witness testified that over his 10-year relationship with Hunter Biden, there may be approximately 20 times when in one of those conversations, uh, Hunter Biden would put his uh, father at a dinner, not at a business meeting, at a dinner that he was having if he happened to get a hold of his father, and would ask his father to say hello to Whoever was at the table, and that was essentially the extent of it. They didn't. He, it was unclear, and and the witness testified. It's not me saying that. The witness testified that a lot of times, most of the time, Joe didn't even know who the people were at the dinner table. So this was just simply. Uh, this may have been Hunter's effort to say, "Hey, this is you know the vice president. This is my dad." But the critical part here for Congress, and that's what we have to make sure we understand is that Joe Biden was doing nothing to benefit his son.
6: So, Congressman, you uh, used the word illusion a couple of minutes ago, and Congressman Comer, your chairman, appears to- <laughs> All right.
2: So just like a desperate junkie searching for any little morsel of cocaine left in their own snot, Dan Goldman is using the death of Bob Biden as an excuse for Joe not remembering that he had met Hunter Biden's business partners. They Notice how quickly they— they went right to victim status here, calling for sympathy, trying to to wiggle their way out of this mess by by invoking the name of Bo Biden. I mean, how how often have we seen them gone to the well? What we're saying is not working. Bring up Bo. Say something about Bo. He's dead. And they, they do that. And no one's no one's glad that Bo's dead. I'm not I'm not suggesting that. But the Bidens use that. Oh my gosh, they use Hunter. For all sorts of nefarious dealings to enrich their family, and they use Bo when someone catches on to it for sympathy to distract you. Oh, you can't attack someone who's, who's talking about their dead son. This is who they—but but here's the deal. D- Joe Biden was a douche nozzle and corrupt son of a bitch before Bo died. He remains corrupt after it. So you've got Goldman here on his little tour, again, trying to spin up good goodwill with the American people, preying on the sympathies of liberals and trying to create this narrative. It's,
3: it's ludicrous. It really is. And it's shameful, too, that they keep—they've gotten more mileage out of Beau Biden's death than anybody in the history of mankind. And to keep going back to it, it is— Repulsive. But one thing that I want to pick out that Dan Goldman said, he said after Bo's death, Hunter and Joe would talk to each other every day because they were so devastated. That may or may not be true. But how devastated are you when you're smashing your bre- your dead brother's wife? <laughs> right. Come on. You know, you you guys are disgusting. And then for Goldman to be out there peddling these lies under this cloak of family, you know, a family in shambles after the death of, you know, a son and a brother, while that's going on, is ludicrous. But unfortunately, a lot of people forget that, and the news media will never bring that fact up. Right. I mean, the holiday dinners around those places have
2: got to be interesting. I mean, different now, because, you know, but— Anyways, we got to move on. There's a lot there. There was a great, um, there was a. Actually, let's pop this up real quick because Dan, Dan um, Bongino actually had a a, a great take on it too. He said Democrats are correct. Outside of the bank records, the suspicious activity reports, the wire transfers, the private bank transactions, the LLCs, the text, the emails, the WhatsApp messages, the photos of Joe with Hunter's business partners, the voicemails to his son, the two business partners saying Joe is the brand. The big guy and the chairman, the two whistleblowers testimony, the recorded phone calls between Biden and Poroshenko, the video of Joe Biden bragging about firing the Ukrainian prosecutor and Hunter's statements that he's giving dad half his income, there's no evidence of Joe Biden being involved. Good call, guys. Because, I mean, literally, (laughs) think about it. All those things and more that Dan just said there, and a lot of us in conservative media have been saying for a while, are true. There's evidence out there of those things, and literally they, they come back with Joe's a loving father. He's just looking out for Hunter like any of the rest of us would do, leave him and the family alone, and okay, that's not working. Let's bring up Bo Biden. They, they, they literally are, are trying to weasel their way out of something that anyone else on the planet would go down for one or two of those things. All those things are true, and they're going down for for none of them. It's It's uh, it's uh, imagine having that kind of top cover. Uh, I got to think of the things that I would be doing right now.
3: (laughs) Yeah, like getting five to ten million dollars through a phone call, getting an eighty thousand dollar a month job, uh, living the life, being able to break laws with impunity, knowing that there's never going to be any ramifications for your behavior, having sex willy nilly with with whatever prostitute that you want, with own family members, and nobody's going to say a word to you. It, it, it's quite an amazing existence, and the fact that nobody nobody in, in d c it is it, even some Republicans are taking a step back and going, You know what this is all kind of messed up. We need to it, it, the right now the citizens of the United States think that everything's out of control in d c so we need to do our best to try and reel things in No man, they are going full for full bore and screaming ahead with this cover-up and it's amazing it it really is it's
2: it's terrifying awful and and amazing all at the same time okay we've got to get to question of the day do you think this is this is separate from this although works well as a cover-up um no doubt so so maybe there is some crossover here do you think a new covid wave is going to be used in america again there's there's new reports of new variants out there You had hospitalizations being talked about on, uh, I forget what ABC's morning show is, but you had it being talked about on there again. So the question is this, do you think a new COVID wave is going to be used in America again? The question is not are you concerned about it, it's do you think they're going to try and use it slash leverage it for political gain again. Send your responses in, we'll tell you ours as well, and then we're going to talk about surveillance on Americans on the other side of this break. Stick around. We interrupt
0: today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. Two eight seven two four six five. 287 Act swiftly. Eight three three two eight seven two four six five.
2: friends smash that like button as we come back from this break make sure you have hit it on whichever platform you're on also please make sure you are subscribed on whichever platform you're on if you're on youtube make sure you're still subscribed make sure you've hit that bell icon and selected the notifications lots and lots more content coming out on all the various platforms but particularly over there as we try and fight through all that we've endured over the last several years so please do that continue to engage in the chat and let's get to the question of the day which as a reminder was do you think they will use a new wave of COVID again in america we've got yes says shell absolutely yes says cat and hi to both of you ladies make sure you check out the x space you did it i just you I did, did it, it. I don't like how it rolls off the hey, yeah it's it's not but, it's not going to be nice but make sure you check out the space 8 p.m. Eastern Thursday night. Cat uh, and Shell and RVM will be co-hosting that um, right on X. Still don't like it. Don't like it. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> check it out, though. We'll share more in the days to come. Getting back to the answers. Yes, yes. Trying to see, yep, around the 2024 election. Yes, they'll try in an election year. I think they'll release something on us, but not sure it'll be COVID. They have all kinds of tricks up their sleeves, says Barb. Absolutely. may not be COVID, but it'll be something says Debbie. People still wearing masks in stores? Yes, they are. Saw a bunch of them again this week. Elena said yes. Uh, James says wouldn't surprise me. Harrison, probably Old Man. (laughs) I said Old Man. I I, I was going between saying Old Man, like Gary Oldman and Old Man, uh, and I kind of landed somewhere in between. Uh, But Old Man says yes. Most people agreeing. Yes, so far I actually haven't seen a no on any of the platforms. I can't see Facebook Or Twitter. Tom, what do you think?
3: I'm not sure if it's going to be COVID or something else. COVID, definitely the word has been focus grouped and people, especially neurotics, um, pair that word with fear. So that might be a good one for the neurotics. But I think people who are borderline during the last outbreak and bought into it just to think like they were doing their part for everybody. I don't think they're going to be as apt to buy into it. So I think they're going to have to focus group a different virus that doesn't have COVID in it.
2: Hopefully they have a better run this time than monkeypox. Yeah,
3: (laughs) monkeypox. We all found out that if, you know, you weren't going to a fetish festival that you were pretty good uh, contracting it. So uh, I agree with the comments saying that it'll be something and it might not not necessarily be covid but you rest assured they have another bioweapon that they're ready to unleash.
2: Yeah. Okay.
4: I thought covid stood for Chinese originated uh right wasn't that what covid stood for? No. I thought that's what it was. No, it's I know it's I know like I know that now it's the it's coronavirus just... in, in it, infectious it, it's, disease. It's the terminology for a strain of coronavirus. I thought I thought covid stood for the Chinese originated Viral infection. That's what I thought. But I'm sure there was memes out there about that. That said stuff. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, to me, I think, yes, they're going to try their hardest to bring it out. But I think everyone is smarter now. And they're not going to let it run their lives. And they're going to see the pushback. Just like what we saw with Monkey Box. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. Don't. Th- yeah. Don't do the things that that get you
4: monkey. I just monster. remember Fauci was on there going like, everyone's got to get in line. Bro,
3: <laughs> I don't even do things that get you monkey. <laughs> true.
2: true. I think. I think true. I. I, I believe that. Uh, I, I, yeah. I kind of am in the same vein. So I. I used COVID in the question because there's been increasing discussion about the. Uh, the cases overseas that have 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 sparked a new conversation talking about how their their fatality rates much higher, hard to go lower than the original one. Uh, But but they they there was discussion about that. And then again, this morning, there was the ABC discussion about hospitalizations are up and this, that and the other, trying to kind of like test. It almost is like they're testing the fear porn. Like, do we still have our, our claws into people enough where we can push this I I think it's going to honestly if if, and maybe not this time, maybe it's two lockdowns away and people are like, oh, my gosh, that sounds awful. We're going to look we're going to be facing lockdown type situations for a while because it worked. People were sheep and they caved. So they're going to come back to that. I I think it's probably going to be more related to climate change or something in that vein, something that's maybe not a virus, but an unseen, unfelt in the near term thing that they can scare the piss out of people about. If you don't do this, if we don't all do this, let's just help humankind, mankind, let's do the right thing. Come on guy. like if we don't if we don't have something that's like clear of what it is, but they they'll you know hang this possibility of what could come. I think they can do that. You've had Klaus uh, and, and others talk about using climate change as, as lockdowns. Maybe I'm wrong. I do think one way or the other though to, to agree with the vast majority of you, uh, I think it will be something that they try and use as leverage to lock things down, call it a pandemic, call it a whatever they wanna call it, uh, whether it's COVID or not, is, is TBD. Okay, let's talk about another issue we've got. Your freedoms, hopefully you've kinda of learned this, but your freedoms don't go away all at once. Not really, it's, it's slow erosion. It's like how we got to the point where we're on the, the, the doorstep of communism in America, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's slow erosion, and when it comes to your freedom one day, it is just gone. And there's an independent advisory panel assembled by the White House that recommended reforms to the powers known as Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, but it said at the same time the tool, the, the, the surveillance and spying capabilities established in the wake of intelligence failures during September 11, 2001, leading up to it, remains an indispensable tool for national security, which I will tell you right now, there are parts of it that is 100% true. However, <laughs> there's, we, we find ourselves in a conundrum with this particular conversation. But let, let me continue going on with this, because Section 702 allows intelligence agencies such as the FBI to conduct uh, electronic surveillance, including looking at emails, particularly of non-American citizens abroad without a need for a court warrant. If you're going to do anything in the United States or anything that has connection, it could even be going through someone's phone records and seeing, hey, what are these numbers? Here's a 212 number. Here's a 202 number. Here's a whatever, fill in the blank, an American number. Then you've got to go through different layers in theory to do that because you cannot be spying on purpose or even inadvertently on American citizens. So- the reason this is coming up is because it's now known we've we've known that it's been used against a presidential candidate, a president himself. It's been used against Americans on a number of cases when it's never supposed to be. The Patriot Act was never supposed to be turned against the American people. FISA was never supposed to be turned against the American people. And now there's discussions and and some some resistance, some pushback to this because it's set to expire in December. So there's there's people saying, "Hey, we need this tool. What, where do we go with this? How, does this? how is this going to compute? How is this going to work? And the board, I'll read a couple quotes from the board that said, or they found this, unfortunately, complacency, a lack of proper procedures, and the sheer volume of surveillance led to the Federal Bureau of Investigations' inappropriate use of Section 702 authorities, specifically U.S. person queries." However, the board said there had been, quote, no evidence of willful misuse of these authorities by FBI for political purposes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure I'm glad they, they added that in there. <laughs> we, it, it also found that to date only three uh, out of millions of instances of information being gathered through Section 702 featured intentional misconduct. So they they talk about how at the end kind of their summation is, hey, if we scrap this program, if we get rid of this program, it will go down. This is their quote is one of the worst intelligence failures of our time. That was that was their their kind of stark warning at the end. So here's here's the discussion. Right. Here's here's the problem we know that it can be used against american citizens even though it was designed i i I was working when it was designed i i remember going through classes and getting instruction from from people above me saying here's when you can use this here's when you cannot use this and by the way it used to be like the most extreme and rare of cases it just was because it was for very special like soup and we did very like i'm not saying this to brag i got to do some really sensitive shit. And it was still, uh, we're probably not going to get approved for that, so let's try and do it a different way, kind of a thing. Fast forward, and we know that it has been used against American citizens. Again, very (laughs) high-profile American citizens. We all know who we're talking about there. And we saw it become a tool that not only is going against its own people that it wasn't supposed to, but going against political rivals. So there's some significant problems, right? There's also, on the other side some significant benefits to it because it is a national security apparatus a national security tool that has led to great successes I cannot share the specifics on that but it has, it has helped us so this is where the conversation goes and this is where it leaves us okay we can't trust the people using it but we can agree that the tool itself is a good national security tool where does that leave us? Because that's that's a r re- I mean and I and, and I and I mean that question legitimately. It's not rhetorically. I don't know the answer. I can tell you as a former Intel guy, you need tools like that to go after the enemy, prevent attacks on the homeland. I can also tell you, as a former Intel guy and, and someone who worked in, in some very interesting uh environments and doing some some awesome stuff, that I don't trust the government anymore. <laughs> so I, I don't know where it leaves us. It, it, you, I, I don't know.
3: It's a very weird position to be put in because the the program has been bastardized so much that it, it should be scrapped. But is it worth the risk of not being able to have it if real bad guys come knocking on the door again? Yeah. But what we've seen with our government, we've seen a transition from the war on terror from being Islamic jihadists overseas to average everyday Americans, so the war on terror has shifted to a domestic focus. So that raises the point: Has it? If that's their focus, has it? As the as this program reached its end, and should it be scrapped?
2: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: here, here, here's where people need to understand. We're all pissed, as we should be. Everyone should be beyond enraged by the fact that God-fearing America-loving citizens are considered in many cases by this weaponized government to be domestic terrorists now. Again, I say it all the time. I was paid, trained to fight terrorists for this country and now I'm considered to be a terrorist by this country. It's a weird existence. But I can tell you that while it, it probably should expire or some new, some new rules. I've got beard hair in my mouth. Some new rules.
3: <laughs> That's how you get the first step to monkeypox. Right?
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. We'll get you some uh, no monk monkey. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, so you, you, you've got a situation where everyone should be enraged with the fact that we are being looked at the way we are, treated the way we are, seen as a threat when literally all... We want for this country is the best for this country. But there still are extremists overseas. There still are terrorist groups. There still are China and Russia, who for some fucking reason we want to get into war with. There still are real threats. And the, and the, the biggest problem is everyone always attacks the agency, the bureau, all these, you know, NSA, all these organizations. And some of the attacks are very justified. Not saying stop doing that, not saying don't question things. But the problem is, is there are legitimate threats. Most people, and I'm not saying this to belittle people, most people, and this includes people in the audience, this includes even people to a certain extent in the studio, you've got some different unique experiences overseas. Most people don't know how evil this frickin' world is, and how many threats are stopped on the daily it's i mean it is and and that's designed that way right it's supposed to be that way so you need to you need to give our our warriors tools to stop the enemy and go find and kill the enemy but but we're in this position now where we can't trust the people who create and determine who what the, the tool is used for so i think and you say okay well you sunset this let it expire, start something new over. The problem is the same people are gonna be running the new tool. <laughs> so that's not really the answer. And and I'll again, newsflash, getting to the end here, I don't have the answer. I'm just saying it is not as cut and dry as saying we're gonna let this expire and never give them that kind of power again because you do need tools like that. You need the ability to do things to get us, get us through what we're going through. So... It's a really interesting conversation. Now, I'll tell you, I think it's going to get passed because you're going to have neocons and, and, and people on our side who agree with this. And it's going to come down to national security. And most of them, even though they don't really give a shit about national security, they run on national security. So they're going to to tout that and hit it on that point. But it's it's a really complex conversation. And and I, I, I it, it's not easy. It's not easy.
3: Yeah, it all goes back to the misuse of power, and that's what we've seen. A lot of us, when the Patriot Act first came out, had some questions about it and were concerned about it, the act being used against regular citizens. And we are all told, oh, this is an extreme circumstance, we need it. Then the fact that it didn't have a sunset to it should have been a light bulb for everybody. But 20 years ago, or 22 years ago now, In the wake of the 9-11 attacks, everybody was kind of walking around in a fog. And when people are walking around in a fog after a traumatic event, you can shove anything down their throat, and they're going to buy into it because they don't want to have that same feeling again. And that's what happened in this circumstance. And our worst fears have come true that it's been weaponized against American citizens. Mm -hmm. And you're right. How are we ever supposed to trust the people who this tool was made for? When we've seen them abuse it,
2: yeah, you can't. I mean, it's once you. I mean, we all know. I mean, once you lose trust, it's it's very hard, if if not impossible, to get back. So it's, uh, man, it's it's tricky. And, and Donna, trust the warrior, but don't trust the leadership. That's corrupt. And that's the tricky thing too. Is you need to give these people the warriors never rise to leadership one because they don't want to they want to keep doing cool shit and if you rise to leadership you're you're just wearing a tie which is well, well, that's gay but you're you're doing that and you're pushing papers that that's not what the real warriors want to do they want to they want to have their gun in the fight until they can't anymore and then go do something fun with their lives so the the the, the, the problem is is you're always going to get these people why is that person Promoted? Why are they running this unit or this division? Why do they have so much power and authority? Well, because they kissed a lot of ass. Their grandfather had the right last name or because and I've said this before, because they suck that bad at their job that people keep promoting them out. That's how broken the government is. What do we do with this guy? Let's promote him, send him to that division. <laughs> He'll be their problem then. That kind of shit happens all the time. And that's why there's such a disconnect in most cases between leadership and and people who are in the field doing operations is, like, what do you guys know? You don't know anything. And then they'll come in. The new guy comes in, here's what I think we're going to do. Uh, no, we're not. That's <laughs> that's a really dumb fucking idea. And you know what? We tried that 12 years ago. It didn't work then. We tried it again seven years ago because some other dumbass, like you, came in and said we should try it. Didn't work. How about we just skip the trying stuff that doesn't work part? <laughs>
4: Yes, I got a question for you. You, uh, you were reading it earlier. They found that only 3 out of millions is instances, instances were, you know, intentional misconduct. Do you believe that that number is true? No. You think oh it's true? W- I'm just I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. Cuz based cuz based on that number, they're they're batting shy of a thousand. It's like 0.997. I had to do the math. So, I mean, like so to them based we're doing
2: great but i think that, that number's got to be way up. It's way up. It's not the it's not the inverse. It's not the because the, the most other way, people yeah. are trying to to do the right thing and and most people if they do that wrong and they don't have the right political backing or clout behind them are going to get fucked and they're going to lose their clearance and their job and maybe go to jail. So, most people are going to do it the right way because they want to keep their job and they've they've been warned. Don't screw with this. It's just it's the pocket of people who are in this little weaponized club, this politicized club who have who have we're not we can't get in trouble so we can do whatever we want but there's still other people who are not in that who have probably said just run it just run the number just just do this just talk to this person he'll get it approved there, there's still ways to do it so it's much higher than that. Yeah. i have no idea what the figure would be oh well, yeah and it's, it's way higher than that i'm just saying with that it's no- way higher than that just with fucking trump yeah <laughs>
4: well, <laughs> well exactly that's what i'm saying with this number they're probably saying see we're doing pretty good but if the real number were to come out, it'd, it'd probably be a lower average and be like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> OK, guys, you messed up. But they're not going to admit that they messed up. Right.
2: Yeah. No, it's uh, so it's a tough thing. I, 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 I know. I know everyone has their opinions on it. And, you, and obviously this is still America for a few more days. So you're welcome to have those opinions. But I would just say <laughs> it's never it's never that black and white. It's just never that black and white on a lot of these issues. You take it away we're fucked they keep it we're fucked welcome to new america let's take a break (laughs) attention
0: americans breaking news biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway don't be fooled it won't benefit you take action now the Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com.
7: When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this. Now he's in his 80s, and he's still doing this for fun. And since we live on a ranch, he's up at sunrise doing things like this. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. He's stronger, can work out longer, keeps up on his ranch chores, and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids.
6: I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s.
7: I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything watch it it'll change the way you think about your health watch this video
0: watch the video you won't believe how simple it is get more of drew and this is my show with coin club exclusively on the rvm network coin club members get a this is my show challenge coin an exclusive friday morning show for coin club members only automatic entry into show related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses plus members get access to all other premium content on the rvm network And no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. We've all experienced low levels of electrolytes, whether from a late night of drinking, completing a half marathon, Or maybe even just experiencing a bout of explosive diarrhea from a food truck. You know what it's like to need to replenish those all-so-important minerals in your body. But why just settle for that when you can enjoy our new proprietary sports drink and colon sweet blend, Colon Sport. Colon Sport is the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. With a quick surge of sugar and electrolyte replacement, you'll feel on top of the world. And then, like a brisk wind tickling your grandmother's chimes, you need to drop those minerals and a whole lot else. So stop drinking other successful minerals mineral replacement drinks and jump on board the colon sport express we're not only sure you'll love the taste but we promise you'll be coming back for more colon sport only hydrates and replenishes electrolytes for a temporary period before blowing out your bowels and requiring most individuals to start the process over and over and over individual results may vary some individuals may experience significant weight loss
2: Here we go. Welcome back. Let's keep the good news rolling, shall we? Because we got John Kerry, one of America's most odious creatures ever to gain power, who has some strange plans for the world's food supply. Here's what the Easter Island statue in a power tie had to say. Take a listen.
6: <laughs> Agriculture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it, but it's anywhere from 26 to 33 And we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done, unless agriculture is front and center, is part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world, we just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it doesn't work. So we have to reduce emissions from the food system to keep the 1.5 degrees alive. Why do we have to keep 1.5 degrees alive? Because scientists, as a basis of physics and mathematics, not ideology and politics or party labels or anything else, as a matter of physics and mathematics and some biology and chemistry have told us these are the consequences And we already see it happening. And almost everything they've predicted for 30-plus years now is coming true. But the problem is it's coming through faster and bigger than was, in fact, predicted.
2: Oh. So, let's (laughs) just—to be very clear there, John Kerry is saying the quiet part out loud. He's saying in order to save the food supply— we have to destroy it. That is that. That's the Cliff's. I was a. I was a football player. That's the Cliff's Notes version of what was just said there. In order to save the food supply, we have to destroy it to induce starvation to reduce the population, so we can save the food supply. What? What? <laughs> I, I mean, Cam Cam last week said we have to reduce the population because of climate change. How do you accomplish that? They're doing actually a great job, by the way, the war, disease, famine, abortion. Gosh, Democrats love their abortion. They adore all of those things I just said, in fact, and they're working tirelessly to achieve all of them. In the diseased mind of the Malthusian sickos on the left, the plan is to reduce the population and justify it all along the way with climate change. It's the perfect cover to justify genocide. We talk about this all the time on the show, whether it's electric vehicles, whether it's climate change is all just a ruse, a distraction to force all their stuff through. Human lives in their minds have to be sacrificed in order for global elites to have enough natural resources for themselves. The bottom line is climate change only enriches a small group of people while the rest of us, the rest of the planet that is, suffers. This, this, this is what is going on here. We got to get rid of farming. Fuck you, John Kerry. That, that's, by, by the way, farmers aren't on your side. Good luck telling that to them. There's already a lot that are paid not to farm already.
8: And
3: well. The, where to begin <laughs> with this? I'm going to begin from the, I'm going to start with the beginning of this. John Kerry in that speech, that's what that's what you look like when the adrenochrome wears off, with those dark oh, circles boy. under his eyes. Oh. We do not,
2: we do not get into adrenochrome here. John. Okay, continue.
3: No, I'm, I'm kidding, but he looks horrible. He looks horrible. The, the lighting was horrible too, by the way. Yeah, but the, what we're seeing from from the climate alarmists is a rolled out rolled out famine plan. Yeah. And they've been doing it incrementally. First, it was, oh, um, cows are, are contributing to, uh, to uh, the methane is contributing to right. climate change as well. And then it was, oh, let's go to a plant-based diet. Then it was, you know, bugs are you know, a good source of protein. And then, you know, that leads into synthetic meat you know, instead, of, instead of regular meat. And all this is designed—it's all these small things that they're putting in there to prepare everybody for the moment they say, okay, there's a shortage of food. So all these things that we've told you in the past about eating bugs and a plant-based diet, you need to start doing that to save the planet right now. And then people who don't do it are going to be guilted into not going along with the program. And then when he says— Everything that scientists have been predicting for the last 30 years are coming true now, but it's an accelerated rate. That's a complete lie. Everything that scientists have been saying about climate change since this whole ruse started in, in the early 1970s has been a complete fabrication and lie. And why, and him and Kerry saying that it's accelerated? It's only accelerated because they need to have the these processes put in place. Right. So with the heat that's going on now, with the summer, it to them this is climate change. the The world is boiling. The seas are boiling. We have limited time. This is their opportunity to seize control. It's a power grab. It's nothing more than that. There's nothing scientific about this. This is rudimentary greed at its base level and nothing else nothing involved with science yeah
2: yeah well everyone should eat bugs is stop taking my meat that, <laughs> that that's that's if you have like the travel guide translation that's what that says that's that's my steak that's my fish that's my chicken uh it, but but uh, it's it, you're right i mean it's 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 high summer it's i mean it's hot as balls here today for being honest but it's not because of anything they're saying. They're going to continue to push this. But it's it's crazy to me how how much—but we've been saying for a long time, not just we here, but we, we people who are paying more attention than perhaps the rest, that this is more about population control. This is more about reducing the population and so much else—climate change, that is—than what they're actually saying, what their bullet points and their speeches are. But— th- th- it's, it's remarkable to see how bold and brazen they've become in saying out loud all the things that we've been saying they're saying for a long, long time. I mean, you literally had the vice president of the United States and the climate. Is he still the climate czar? Oh, yeah. And the climate czar saying how we have to reduce the population and, re- and get rid of farming. <laughs> Those are two big figures. I know we laugh at them. I know John Kerry's face is stupid and Kamal is a whore. But, like, you <laughs> still have two on the grand stage. They they fly overseas on their private jets with their security details, whatever. People who greet them are like, oh, my gosh, it's John Kerry or Kamal Harris. And they're saying these things.
3: Right. And we always laugh at them. That's a mistake that we make. We always laugh at them when they were talking about the Green New Deal and cow farts. And all. we belittle them and mock them as we should. But they mean it they always come back they tell you exactly what they're gonna do they go through the initial mockery of what they said and then a month two months later boom they hammer it again and it's like oh you guys were serious and as conservatives a lot of us fall for this it's a continual it's a circle that we go through every time that they tell us and I'm not sure what what the proper response is, or the proper pushback, but it seems like we're we're being inundated all the time with with multiple. We're fighting this fight on so many different fronts when it comes to the the, the climate alarmists, right. whether it's light bulbs, gas stoves, farming, food supply, it, our vehicles. It, it's coming from everywhere. It, it's it's like. Like in Ghostbusters, when you have ghosts flying in it, around you all at the same time, and you're trying to pick out a target and land that tight and, and, and get rid of that target and then find another one, and then find another one. It's just, it, it's overwhelming to the average person.
2: It is. Everything's overwhelming. You've got Shell talking here, too, <clears throat> saying they're also trying to make it a law that they can expect our home gardens. That's crazy. But, it, I mean— Think about it. That That's the kind of shit that we used to all say would never happen. Right. No, no. No one no one will vote and agree. That's the kind of thing right there that is, is stuffed into a bill somewhere. And everyone, hey, we've got to vote on this. We've got to vote on the debt ceiling. We've got to vote on the national defense, whatever. Something like that. And then they tuck all that in there, which is why, by the way, we need single law bills. You know, this is what we're voting on. We're, do you want this or do you not want this? No other shit's tucked in there. That would clean up a lot. That will never happen. But, but those are the kind of things that get tucked in there. Right. And then all of a sudden it happens, and someone shows up at your door. We're here to inspect your garden, like, on whose
3: authority? And, and then they have the authority, and you're like, shit, we're, we're done. I'm glad Shell brought that up. It's a very important point, because a couple of months ago I was reading an article about how the, your local farmer's market is a detriment to the climate just think about that because a lot of these local these farmers markets are people who have you know mid-size you know small to mid-size farms they they source things locally they're trying what what the climate activists are trying to do is eliminate that sort of seed to fork um Lifestyle. Right. That way, they totally control the food supply. If you still have, you know, a, a small group of farmers that is able to provide food at a farmers market, for like like in whatever community that you live in, that has to be eliminated because it's either, it's total dependence on the government or bust at this point. And so she's absolutely correct. They they're going to try and work away, work in a way to be able to make sure that you're not growing tomatoes or you have an orange tree or a grapefruit tree. They're trying to take all of that away. Well, this is
2: why you start a new forward operating base or a compound <laughs> that is that is guarded and secure. You have the best gardens, fire pits, swimming pools. You have a rhinoceros just running around that might kill you, might not, but it's fun to watch. You don't know what's going to happen <laughs> in the compounds
3: you know the first time the first house that i bought in florida i had a, a landscaper come in and help me landscape it and he said the best thing that you can do and cuban americans do this all the time is everything they plant they can eat because they grew up under a communist regime so their landscaping all has to do with their food supply and that has stuck in my head ever since he said that and now 20 years later I'm starting to see the, the 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 forethought that he had. I never thought it would come to it. I kind of laughed it off when he said it. But the older that I got, the more that I realized he was right on point with what he was talking about.
4: Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's—Tom, uh, to go back on how you were talking about, like, the smaller farms and, and everything, uh, Monsanto has done uh, one hell of a job getting those small farms to be liquidated and to be—like, sub- to be gone— because they've found a way to say, you know what? Your field is next to one of our fields. It has our seed. We now own your crop. And they're like, no, no, we, we, we didn't use your seed. Well, the bees came to our land, grabbed some pollen, came over to yours and pollen. So, you know, and the winds were blowing a certain way. So that's our crop now because you're using our pollen and our seed. You know, it's inadvertently our seed. And so these small farms are having to close down because they can't fight them in, in legals because they, they, they can't afford it. And it, so it's it's... Somehow they found a loophole in the system. Like, well, yeah, because the wind blew this way. We own that crop now because our pollen has hmm. inundated your farm.
2: And yeah, it's well, you can't. I mean, if you're a small farmer, you get papered to death by. Yeah. By by big folks. Um, OK, let's take a break. We're kind of sort of caught up. Uh, kinda, <laughs> let's take a break, though. When we come back, we're going to talk about Trump, who said that he is not going to debate on August 23rd in Milwaukee. I will be there, by the way. Um, he said he's not going to be there, though. <laughs> so I'll be, I'll be there by myself. No. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break.
0: Today, to get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary, there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
2: which is Algonquin for the chosen people. For the chosen people. That's where the first debate, first GOP debate, will happen on August 23rd. We're probably not gonna get a debate on the other side of the aisle, even though there should be And RFK Jr. would be there. And while it would be hard to listen to him, he would destroy Joe Biden. But August 3rd is the first GOP primary debate. It will happen in Tw- Milwaukee 23rd? August 23rd. Yeah, yeah. I will be there. I will apparently be doing something from the arena on the twenty second. Uh, figuring out those details with with Rumble, but I will be there. The show will still go on, so don't don't worry about that. But apparently, Donald Trump won't be there. He 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 will not be participating. Instead, he put out this saying here um this truth or uh, well I sorry, think this, this is an heck this, this is Simons yeah. uh we love Simon who said he said he's not going to the first GOP presidential debate on August 23rd he added on true social let them debate so i can see who i might consider for vice president and so here's the discussion i want to have here we've we've got some time to have this discussion so let's just do it and i think that there's we're, we're all going to have different views on this again it's still america for a couple more days The MAGA crowd, the diehard MAGA crowd is going to gobble this line up. Let me see who my VP pick is going to be. But uh, let's just be real here for a second, or I'm going to be at least. Should he go? Should he participate in this debate? There's there's people who are going to say he doesn't need to. He's the front runner by a long shot, and that's true. That's 100% true. I personally, however, do not like... The trend of people not debating, Katie Hobbs not debating, Carrie Lake out there. I'm blanking on some other people. <laughs>
4: but it's been it's been a trend. Well, Fetterman said he wasn't going to, and then he ended up doing the debate. So there was that. But you know, but
2: there's been there's been there's been lots of people. It has been a trend. We've done we've done previous episodes on it where I laid out more specifics. some <laughs> reason right now. Um, but but you've seen this trend of I'm not going to debate. I don't need to debate. But while all of our traditions have been broken and shattered, which most of us don't like, by the way, but one of the biggest things that we all gripe about is how the country changing too fast and not in a good way, I, I, I'm of the mindset of, go do it. This is how you share your views. You think you're that much better, and I think he is that much better than almost all of them, if not all of them. Go pound them into submission. Prove it. Go Go pound them into submission. But moreover, if you're Trump— your your base is solidly behind you, as we talk about all the time. You've got to get other voters. You've got to get other voters, and you you can have the mindset: Well, I'm going to win the nomination anyways, so I'll just try and get those voters. Then no, try and start getting them now. Try and start getting them now. <coughs> I, I agree with the fact that he's the front runner. I, I agree that if he goes there, it will it will kind of scuttle. The debate to a certain extent because everyone's going to pile up on on him and it's going to take away from the conversation. But it's also an opportunity, I see it as an opportunity for him, and I don't like people skipping out on stuff. I think, I think, uh, yeah, Shell, I did I'd totally go in Wayne's world with that pronunciation there. I just think he should do it. I, I'm a traditionalist in in some aspects, not in, in others, but I, I think he should do it and and if you and if you love him, I think you should think he should do it too. I think you should say go go kick ass, go crush it. And and make a mockery of the other people. I I, I don't know. What's your take?
3: Well, I I feel like if Trump, Trump does show up there, he has such a huge lead over DeSantis and the rest of the field that it it He's going to be the, the, the focus of attention, and everybody's going to try and get that soundbite jab in on him. So I understand strategically why he's not going to do it, and I, I agree with it in, uh, from that standpoint. And I also—him it, it, not being there, I want to see what the other candidates have to say. In particular, yeah. Doug Burgum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be- because I don't know anything about the other candidates. So if Trump does show up there, it's going to be all about Trump. And for me, wanting yeah. to know about candidates that I don't know about, I kind of I I know I see where you're coming from, but I think it's a good thing for him to step back and let these candidates tell the American people why they're qualified. Uh, over Trump or anybody else to be president of the United States yeah
2: no that's fair I mean I like I, I for that reason alone I don't think that's a good reason for Trump not to do it because I I, I, I I think he should but but I think I think it is going to benefit us because we do we're going to have a more clear focused you know view and opportunity to see what these other folks are about that said they're all going to lie through their asses uh, they're going to say what they think the voters want to hear but but I don't know. Well, I mean, again, everyone's going to disagree. I totally get the point that he's he's dominating. I even get the point of let me see who my VP is. Like, okay. I just we're we're just setting this precedent time and time again with each passing election where we don't have I don't have to do that anymore. I'm not going to take part in any debates, and I just don't I don't think it's a there's enough people out there that you're trying to capture that I think that it makes sense to go and do it. Because there is something to gain. You can say there's only stuff to lose because he's just going to be attacked the whole time. But he needs to gain voters. Right. He, he, he's he's going to win the nomination. But I'm talking—long-term think here. You've got to gain voters for the general. And showing up and speaking and doing it in a clear, concise manner and not just going totally off the cuff and attacking people, but talking with policy that matter, I, I I think it's an opportunity.
3: Yeah, I can see that, it, but I also, it, to me, it's like, it, it's almost over with, because I know who I'm not voting for, and I know that who I don't give a shit about hearing from, Pence, Haley, uh, Tim Scott sort of had me for a bit, but not really anymore, Right, it, you know, that that list is dwindling down, Will Heard don't give a shit what he has to say, uh, Christy. Oh, yeah, Chris, Chris, oh, God, the big, fat slob from New Jersey. Yeah. Finger-licking. Good. <laughs> but I, I see what you're saying, and I think, yeah, there, there is something about it. It, it. If you're the champ, get up there, defend the title, and, you know, and take the blows and, and come out on top. We saw it in 2015, 2016 election where Trump showed up at every debate and systematically picked off every single person that the the um, GOP was behind and trying to push namely Jeb Bush he just he, he eviscerated that yeah. clown
2: well and that's the and that and that's kind of what i'm saying too it's like they're going to come at you they're going to all come at you 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 are the the undisputed champ on our side take it and destroy them and i and i i, I would be one who says do it in a kind way do it in a kind way, and here, here's how I would do it differently, and then tell them how that's dumb and how it would not work, and here's the plan, and here's how it would work, and here's how it would benefit Americans, which I know he can do. Like, that, go, go just destroy them with their own rhetoric and with your experience and make it happen. And also, I'm going to be there, so now it's going to be less entertaining, so,
3: but... Hmm. <clears throat> Will you do me a favor and get your picture taken with Doug Burgum for me? Yeah, I,
2: will try. <laughs> oh, I mean, I probably can because I don't think anyone else is going to be wanting it.
4: This uh, is for my friend Tom. He's a big fan. <laughs>
2: You're only fan. <laughs> Let's be honest, Doug. The only one who knows who you are. Uh, I didn't know who he was until
4: Tom brought him up, and then I started doing research on him. So thank you, Tom.
2: Well, you bring up a former colleague of mine. We did very different things, by the way. There's, there's. Uh, I'll leave it there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be nice, but. But Will Hurd made his case about Trump and what he believes — he's been making this case, by the way. It's not just this clip. But I think it's a horrible approach, and I don't think Will is a horrible person. I don't agree with him on almost anything. But this is a horrible approach, bro. Here's what he had to say. And and let let me be clear about this. Donald Trump is not running for president to make America great again. Donald Trump is not running for president to defend our interests overseas. Donald Trump's not even running to represent the people that voted for him in 2016 and in 2020. Donald Trump is running for president in order for him to stay out of jail. These are serious crimes. These are serious accusations. Donald Trump is a national security risk, and he needs to be beaten in a primary so we can be done with him once and for all. Okay, so cautionary tale here. Or not even a tale. I'm just going to tell you straight up, that's not the platform to run on, dude. Now, Will knows he's not going to win. Will's got no shot in hell. Will's messaging, if he was smart, would be here are all the things I did in national security and then I served some in Congress, I get the system, here's what I can do and, and speak to policy points, which is always something that I hit home with is, is tell, me, tell me your policy points. What are you gonna do about X, Y, and Z? But when you're going after someone that the right loves and adores, you're dead in the water. Again, you were dead in the water before you got in, but you're dead in the water. I just I, I don't understand who's who's coaching some of these people, on, on their messaging. There's people out there that we've talked about. <clears throat> excuse me, going after. I'm gonna I'm gonna unify us. N- no one wants to be unified anymore. That's one. It's not possible. But two, I I, I don't want that. I want someone who's going to put the other side into a submission hold, and and ensure that we come out on top. I also have said. Other, and this includes Trump. I don't think people should run on 2020 election fraud. We all think it happened. But the people you need to capture are tired of hearing about it. There needs to be smarter messaging with these campaigns. Pick something that the audience wants to hear and that is going to capture them. Not something that you feel strongly about, in this case, Will. Or something that—and you know, that's maybe that sounds deceptive. But, like, you, you need to understand what the people want— and then if you fit that, try and run on that. And if you don't, get the fuck out of the way.
3: I think Will and Christy are like bait. They're bait and skimmers. The in skimmers they're trying to skim away people from Trump to go somewhere else to constantly have this to constantly beat the negativity drum against Trump. And I think that's the play for those two. Because they're totally unelectable when it comes to being the nominee. Yeah. And when you talk about their messaging I think that to me his messaging is is on point if I'm somebody who's a political assassin to come in and just start drilling one person because that does two things it gets you a lot of attention with the liberal media the corporate media the propagandists who are going to replay your sound bites over and over again and so you're going to get a lot of popularity and you're going to be on a lot of shows talking shit against Trump and number two is the fact that you know that you're not going to be the guy. And so it's like whatever I can do to take down this person, that's my job. Right. And those two, that's their primary job right there.
2: Well, when, we, when Christy and some of these other folks got in, <clears throat> that was kind of the, the tone that we – and you're, I agree with you, by the way, off the top. <clears throat> but when they got in – that was the tone, like, okay, these people, this person and that person might be quasi-legit, still not going to win, but maybe they think they have a little bit of a shot. The rest of them are in here because they're doing the GOP and the RNC's biddings to make sure Trump takes as many hits as possible, as many blows as possible. I almost wonder, too, when it comes to those two names you brought up, Chris Christie's not marketable anywhere, right? Even if you like his policies and this sounds shallow, but you're like, ah, but I can't get over just how... How he looks. Like he's he he's he he doesn't instill confidence. He doesn't have a ton of experience. Whatever. He was the governor of New Jersey and he's won some eating championships. Not exactly presidential.
3: At least he's shaped like the Oval Office. <laughs> At least
2: he's shaped like the Oval Office. But I, I, I kinda wonder if 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 Will is the new Chris Christie, like, okay, this isn't working. No and and, and honestly, no one likes Chris Christie. So maybe it's Will, you're interesting. You've got a different background, a different ethnicity. You have served this country. You have served in Congress. Now you're going to play lead political assassin. You're easier. You're easier to stomach. You're better on TV, better on camera. You know, he's the new. He's the new Chris Christie. Chris, you're out. Just go eat something in the back room. We'll go attack off the leash. Uh, You know, maybe maybe that's kind of the play. Because again, neither of them had a shot in hell. A shot in hell. And and frankly, it's remarkable that any of them are going to get on in any debate stages. They have that low of a chance, like really outside of DeSantis and Trump, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott are the only ones who should even be allowed on the debate stage. And that's not me supporting them, but just in terms of like they might take a sliver of a vote from someone here or there. Yeah, the other ones aren't going to—they're they're a blip on the radar, if
3: that. Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> you know, another another blip on the radar to me, and especially after this Tucker Carlson moment, is Mike Pence. It's like, bro, get out. But he's, he's another one of those assassins who's in there. And back to your point about Will Hurd. Will Hurd and Chris Christie themselves, they're put in there to draw fire from Trump. So they're they're there to get under Trump's skin so they can say, look, he's unhinged. He's a threat. He's a a threat to national security. Look how crazy he's getting. They're there for bait. That's all they're there for. Yeah.
2: No, I agree. I agree. I will say this, though, again, because I I love the audience. And moreover, I love the country. Some of you guys are all in on Trump. I get it. We know. We, we, We see your posts. Some of you are all-in on in DeSantis. Some of you are undecided. And then I, I, don't, I, I guess we don't need any more categories. Those are the categories we're going with. And then
4: but, there's Tom who likes Doug Burgum. And, oh, yeah. and
2: Tom who's an yeah. a, a all-in Burgum guy. Burger mania. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do encourage, you know, I, I, we talk about the infighting a lot. I freaking hate it. It pisses me off because I think our party's dumb as a bunch of whatever. Um, but... There there are a few candidates on our side that I see as not destroying the country. And well, it's likely going to be the one that we all think it is, there are a couple other options that are not awful options. They might be, there's some that are establishment types, 100%. But I keep going back to, we need to somehow figure out a way to survive the 2024 election and breathe. Otherwise, we're done. And there there are some options. Well, I wouldn't vote for them. There's some options where if you were like, you know what? Nikki Haley or Tim Scott's going to be the president. I would be like, I don't like that. But I can live with it until we figure out the next step. How about Vivek? I I can live with that too, although he's got some world economic forum ties as well. I mean, all of these people have problems. But again, here's the deal. I don't think Vivek, Nikki Haley, or Tim Scott... I will say it again. I don't want any of them to win at all. I don't think they would sink and destroy the country in their four-year term because they probably aren't going to get beyond that. So that's how I'm looking at it. I think we're in such a desperate time that it's, can we just skate by this? And even if Trump wins and even if Trump gets a a, a four-year term, which is obviously all he can get, we're still just in get by. Maybe, uh, not maybe, definitely more will get done. In those four years than any other candidate, but, but we're still in just, we're in, we're in all that to say we're in survival mode right. and it's not going well. The machines, the monitors that we're hooked up to are sending some, everything's fucking beeping
3: right now. And I, you know, I love metaphors. And so what you're explaining to me is we're on the battlefield right now. We've got a casualty who's bleeding out and we need to stop the bleeding to get him to the next level of care. And once we get him stabilized on the field, you know, control the bleeding, get him on a bird and get him medical attention. And then we step back, we recalibrate, we recalibrate. Reload and then reengage. To yeah. quote, uh, what's his name? The guy, the big muscle guy. Um, I mean, there's lots of people with Jocko. Oh, Jocko, that's, that, yeah, that's yeah. Jocko's. Yeah. yeah, about recalibrating and reengaging. Yeah, but that—that that to me is where we're at right now. It's where, as a country, we're hemorrhaging blood, and yeah. what we need to do is just stop the bleeding. And as you're saying, just get to the next point of care. Get more care on there and then reevaluate the situation, because right now, if Biden gets in again or any other Democrat does, we are just put a toe tag on us at that yeah, point. Exactly. Done.
2: Done. Cannot be saved. Cannot be saved. And and we, we've got to be OK to take the Honda Civic here, even though we want the Ferrari or the truck or something nicer. Like the
4: Civics are good cars. Can you get
2: they are. But 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 Yeah, I get you. There's plenty of people who drive Civics. We just bought Shafi a Civic. It's a good car. But people don't you, you you get my analogy. People are you're oh, I can't wait till I can afford that new F 250 or that that Chevy Silverado or that Tesla or whatever the hell your liking is. But you're happy to get there with something else. Uh, Tom's analogy, way better. We've got to just survive this. We've got to survive this or we won't. And you're hearing. I mean, listen to what John Kerry's saying. Listen to what Kamala's saying when her mouth isn't full. It's (laughs) remarkable the things that they are saying that they want to do. So it's all about survival now. That's not me being complacent and saying that I'm settling for something. It is to an extent. It's just saying... I don't want to to have the death blow dealt to me right now. I want someone to give me a little bit of medicine that's like, okay, you can Buy survive a little bit. Yeah, that's all we're talking about here. So I'll end there for for now. We'll um we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about how under this new regime and under the radical left, the military has has lost a lot of its credibility. That's not to say that there aren't great people in the military. There are. We all know some of them. But the military's confidence or the American public's confidence in the military is the lowest it's been in two decades. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. We interrupt
0: today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. Two eight seven two four six five. Act swiftly eight three three two eight seven two four six five.
2: Democrats have, as we all know poisoned all institutions in America and under the leadership of the fat ass communist Lloyd Austin who is our current Secretary of Defense and General Milley Americans have now apparently lost faith in our military. We've got this do you have the graph?
4: You no, know, I don't. Let me pull it and I'll okay. find it.
2: So there's there's a graph that went out but but here's here's the uh, here's the long and short of it which i guess is kind of a pun there for a graph maybe i don't know i didn't mean to it just came out uh but americans confidence in the u.s military is the lowest in two decades according to a new gallup poll that's yeah don't worry about this it
4: came over as a wrong file type that's all it was but yeah
2: um but that's not news you want to hear but you can i mean it makes sense right It makes total sense you've got the withdrawal from afghanistan that was the biggest international blunder of this century if not ever you've got shit for brains biden who was checking his watch at a a dignified transfer a ramp ceremony crt you just just this past week we talked about how uh nicole gee her family had to pay 60 well thankfully they didn't because of a of a not-for-profit organization that helped out, but they were being told she had they had to pay $60,000 to transfer her body to Arlington. You've got CRT being taught in the military, promotions based on race and political ideology. There was the stand-down of the military to weed out Trump supporters and Republicans. We don't talk about that enough anymore, but it happened. That still was, is.
3: That was huge. It, the, the first time in the history of our country a stand-down order was issued after january 6th to start weeding people out amazing that to that to me was the shift the communist shift in our country at that point yeah
2: no it absolutely yeah and and that's that's saying the quiet part out loud that's doing the quiet part out loud extreme and they use those terms right we're seeking out extremists you stop it there's no fucking extremists in the military there's no extremists there. You're not an extremist. I'm not an extremist. The only people who are extremists are the freaking jihadists who are running the government right now. But but that was, that was, that was crazy. Here's the graph, by the way. But that was crazy. But you've got you've got all that. Promotions, um, forced vaccinations. Recruitment, obviously, with all of this, way down. Because of the Democrat policies, because of these qu- Quiet, you say quiet purge, I'm saying quiet purge. They're really not even that quiet anymore. How we're we're down on ammunition, we're down on equipment, we're down on all of this stuff, no strategic oil supplies. 38% of our subs are in dry dock. I mean, honestly, you see how this has gotten to this point. You see why recruiting numbers are down. You see why people are getting out and saying, you know what, I'm close to my 20 but I'm getting out because I just can't stomach it anymore. And or they're going to get rid of me because of my beliefs. And or I just can't do my job anymore because of how woke and broken everything has become. But you guys keep in mind, not only is this down, it's down so much that they're talking about some version of a draft. I'm not saying it's going to happen for sure, but they're talking about it. It's a discussion point. Because there are also these dumbasses trying to get us into a two-front war
3: while while this is the case. Brilliant. We have a trans person as an admiral. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) And then we had that other weird bald army dude who's like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm able to serve in the body that I'm in. Yeah, that's great, but... We don't need warriors like you. No. If, if you want to push paper or whatever, I'm... Yeah, yeah go do
2: pup play somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Do you love killing bad guys? Right. Are you willing to constantly train, be in shape, and do what it takes to protect this country? Yes? Cool.
3: Welcome aboard. And now the military is putting, uh, what are they, What do you... I don't know the proper word for it, abortuaries? on a military basis is one of the uh, proposals put out there to be able to stay on base to go have an abortion. No, they're not. Tell it's, me. It's one of, the, one of the story that I read uh, a few months back. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but you also have the, the purging of uh, you know uh, Confederate generals and Confederate statues from the military, which I understand both sides of this argument but what's going to happen is those are going to be destroyed. And make no mistake about it—remember after Charlottesville and that woman got run over by the car and they started removing all the Confederate statues—well, this is before that—they started—they removed the Confederate statue of Robert E. Lee? That statue is now being melted down to make for new art. So don't think for one second that the intent that the left has in during this Marxist revolution is to rebrand the entire country and erase our history. We're seeing it right now, right. and we're seeing it with the military. I'm looking at our military right now, is is like a once vibrant city that was like the total pride of you. You would love going there and seeing it on display, and you, you like Chicago back in its heyday. It was like a magnificent place. And now it's just a shell of what it once was. You've got a lot of good people that are still there and still trying to make the city work. But the Democrats have decimated it so badly that it's actually very pathetic and sad to look at. Yeah.
2: No, it, it is. I mean, it, and it's, it's gone back for a while. Uh, it, it, it's been progressively getting worse, even before the stand down order, even before all the stuff that, that happened during COVID, after January 6th yada yada it's it's just gotten to that point where and that became more public but you you started seeing the quiet purge and the weeding out of of people even before that and you started people seeing being just disenfranchised i've i think i've referenced it before but there would be times where myself or colleagues you go on objective and you get a bad guy right you go into harm's way to do something putting lives on the line to get someone out of the picture captured killed whatever the case but in most cases captured and and then you'd be bringing them back for detention which usually it lasted 72 hours or less anyways and then they they, they got kicked loose but getting called on the way back saying cut them loose cut them loose there's potential fallback here there's this that and the other it's like what like why do we even do this if that's the result or or doing you know succumbing to you know Hamid Karzai who we made. Not sexually. I mean, we did not make. I don't think so, actually. I can't verify <laughs> that for sure. But but we you know, we make these people of power in other countries and then they say you need to do call outs now and you can't go into a place without doing a call out. Who the fuck are you? This you think this is your country. We're here. This is our country as long as we're here and we're going to operate the however we want, because there's obviously a lot. Anyways, all that to say, everything got flipped on its head. And progressively it was like that. Trump came in, things did get better under Trump. I was getting out around that time, but talking to colleagues, things got better for a while. They're back to where they were, obviously now. And it just is depleting our once proud military. It's changing things drastically. And you you see why that happens. And 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 that's why it's always so tough. I hate picking on I hate picking on certain agencies. I hate picking on the military in particular. But Because there are amazing people there. But when the top is poisoned, it doesn't matter. You could be the best operator, the best logistician, the best military nurse, the best anything. It doesn't matter if you're being told you can't do your job. And by the way, while you're not doing your job, why don't you go learn about the LGBTQ community and CRT and all this other bullshit?
3: Yeah. when. I was in Afghanistan in 2002, and then back in 2012, uh, working on a documentary in 2012, and it was amazing how things changed so much. I remember going to the forward operating base and not seeing an American flag there. And I asked, I said, how come there's no flag on the base? And they said, well, we were in order to take them all down because the Obama administration didn't want us to look like an occupying force. And so, to me, that was a little bit defeatist to begin with. And when I went to the, uh, the patrol base, we had pushed out from the forward operating base to the patrol base, and the Taliban would come up and start shooting at the patrol base to get the Marines to come out and fight. And I was shocked in my first firefight and hearing the yelling going on back and forth between the Marines. Asking each other how old they thought the shooter was because the Obama administration had put out guidelines for rules of engagement that if you're being fired upon before you return fire, you have to determine that the person shooting at you is over the age of 18. Yeah. and you've got you've got yeah you know, nineteen twenty twenty one year old kids being shot at somebody actively trying to kill them, and they're trying to determine the age of somebody because they know during Obama if they were to smoke that dude, they would have gotten real trouble yeah yeah, and that's the type of if that's the type of shit that Democrats do to the military to tie their hands behind their back and, and and then punish them when something goes wrong.
2: Yeah. You don't punish people with it, with with exception of rare circumstances, who have signed up to do what people in the intelligence community, the law enforcement community, and the military community have done. You let them do their jobs. And, and it, there are the the, the where's it? Memphis was the one um, Louisville where's the one beating Memphis Memphis, Memphis. Yeah. something like that. There, there there are examples of of things. Okay, you've gone too far. You do need to be punished. But the rest of the time, stop it. It's 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 ridiculous. You you can't be walking around on eggshells when you're walking around landmines. Like if you get what I'm saying. I like that's yeah. a good that's I like that. Yeah, it's really I good. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Should be. We've got the technology. Yes, we do. It's down right now, but we've got the technology. Um, okay, let you you mentioned Chicago earlier and it's glory. Let's kind of squeeze this in here because the sounds of gunfire and screams of shooting victims will soon be drowned out by something else <laughs> in Chirac, apparently. <laughs> Uh, Nash- N- NASA issued a strange advisory to the residents of Chicago warning of a very loud flyover. You can see the announcement there on the screen, to which I would just say, uh, what what exactly is this? What I mean, what what are you talking about? The- you, you can't just be like so vague, like, hey, it's going to feel like the, the, the world was just bombed. Don't worry about it. It's going to feel like this just happened. And obviously, that's an extreme But can we get a little context here? Like, are we safe? Like, there's no, like, you'll be safe. There's no, I mean, and maybe there isn't some other documentation. I didn't see it. But there's going to be a very loud jet flyover for data research. End of message. Stop. Figure out the rest. That's the problem. You cannot leave a void
3: of information, particularly in this day and age. There's no transparency anymore with any government agency I mean, we know that when Obama's chef died, that a second paddleboarder called in. We have no idea who that person is. Right. (laughs) And so what does that do? That leads to all sorts of conspiracy theories, just like— this is adding to all sorts of conspiracy theories as well what are are we testing something is there a uap that's doing a, a slow flyover and we're opening up the airspace for it there there's nothing there's nothing in context or any details of what's going on and i don't i don't know if it's done on purpose or if the government just has that lack of respect for its citizens to say we're doing this don't ask any questions, stay in your lane, and shut up. Yeah.
4: I I, I pulled it up, there's a, an article here. NASA's largest flying science laboratory will hover above Chicago to today and tomorrow. That's what it's gonna be. Hover? It's, yeah, I mean, it, this looks like a, I mean, Tom, you can see this, it looks like an older, yeah. like, plane. You know, I wouldn't say it's a 747, and maybe but uh it's but that's that's what the article says we'll hover over chicago area this week the first and the second but and it's, it's a just, jet plane it's a jet plane yeah I, I don't but that's just what uh, i don't know but that's what it, they're saying what
3: kind of testing are they doing inside the let state? me see if i can keep finding like why it. they decide chicago
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean they, they do have that awesome air show that happens in a in a couple weeks if you've never seen the one in downtown it's amazing go look it's it's awesome but it, but yeah, why is I thought maybe it was going to have to do with the air show, but it's on the nineteenth and twentieth of this month, so uh, I'll keep looking.
2: Hmm. Okay.
3: All right. Well. But to me, the, the bigger point of that story is the fact that we aren't given any information. There's no transparency with the government right now. And everybody—and we just went through, with the Trump administration, the most transparent president that we've ever had in our nation's history, with all the leaks, with all the stories about how many scoops of ice cream and everything else, and all of a sudden, now that Biden is installed— Everything is stopped, yeah there is no leaking. there is no nothing. we don 't know anything. You imagine what uh, what things would have been like if Trump would have showed up with mask marks around his face when he was president right oh my god oh there 's a Brazilian doctor here injecting Aberdeen into him he can 't sleep at night he 's you know living in an iron lung. There would be all this conjecture about what it is, and now. The, the amount of disrespect that the Democrats and the deep state have for us citizens is just appalling. It's like, shut up, peasant. You don't get to ask any questions. We'll tell you what you're going to do.
2: Yeah, which is what they want and which is where we're headed. So, I mean, it makes sense, but but it, it, yeah.
4: Yeah. So this is from NBC Chicago. NASA announced that Armstrong Flight Research Center's DC-8 aircraft will fly over Chicago area as a part of the scientific research mission called Aero MMA The project measures atmospheric emissions and reactions observed
3: in megacities and marine areas. Mm. So, whatever that means. So that means they're going to be dropping something on the people (laughs) of Chicago to see what happens to them.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, I mean, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Should we go to a break? Let's take a break. We've got Kamala Harris, who's weighing in on her own horrible ratings. We've also got Nancy Mace. Who took a break from talking about her sex life to say that she does not support impeaching Joe Biden? We'll talk about all that after the break.
0: Attention, Americans. Breaking news Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. Its new digital dollar. Visit ProtectFromBiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's ProtectFromBiden.com. Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show related sweepstakes, and other in studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network, and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. The Pearl is in
2: the river. The crow flies at midnight. Titwillow, Titwillow. You magnificent Titwillow. Scripts.
4: Travis goes to court at the
3: Thunderdome. The Busboy lactates.
2: All right, welcome back. Let's tackle the end of the second hour here. And <clears throat> let's let's give credit, right? It's impressive, not not good. Impressive that Democrats were able to install the two most disastrous human beings into the two most powerful jobs in our country, uh, arguably the planet, right? I mean, look look at the Biden-Harris administration and just how unimpressive it is. It, the flip side of that, the inverse is, well, it's kind of impressive that you guys were able to make this, make this happen because they are just that bad. Well, Cam Cam sat down with an inconsequential state news scribe who asked about CAM-CAM's disastrous poll numbers. Here's what Madam Swallows of Capistrano had to say.
7: There are reports that say that you have the lowest approval rating of any vice president. I'm curious, how much of a role, if any, that you feel race and gender play in that? Well, there are polls that also say I have great approval ratings. I think the point that has to be made is that there are attempts to create distractions away from the accomplishments of our administration.
2: Look, I'll hand it to Lady Crotch Bobber for not leaning into the race-baiting question that was served up there. She pivoted away from the softball question. But by every metric, I mean, by every metric, Cam Cam is less popular than an aging porn star with a prolapsed uterus. She's just not well-received by the American populace. She was not well-received when she was running in the DNC primaries. She got her ass walloped, and you would have thought female half black she's she's got a chance here identity politics are going to lift her through a you know at least that first tranche she got her ass kicked and yet she says there's some polls out there that she's doing great in what polls are those kamala like i I haven't seen them she lives in a fantasy world y'all she's a prime example of a boss not being told the truth by her staff that's that's who she is
3: yeah, she she's just an empty-headed, vapid human being. There, there's no substance to her, and when you're in a position like she's in, your personality is going to always shine through, and more so than than it normally would because the microscope's always on you, and we we've seen that sh- there's nothing there she talks about venn diagrams she she cackles and giggles incessantly because she's extremely nervous because she knows that she's a fraud right but the thing that i thought i'll give her a compliment okay the the this reporter teed up the gender and race topic and she didn't bite on it because that would have been an easy one for her to fall back on. And I credit her for not taking that bait. This whole interview had all kinds of these softball questions, of course, as they normally would, by the propagandist media, to be thrown her way to say that the reason why she isn't isn't liked because of systemic racism in the United States, that's what she was teeing up for. Right. And she didn't bite on it. Yeah. And I'm sure somebody is going to— uh, higher up in the Democrat Party is, is going to scold her for not taking that right. bait or, and taking that softball question, but she <laughs> she doesn't exude any kind of uh, of leadership. I have zero confidence in her abilities to be able to get dressed in the morning, much you know, let alone be a part of some kind of negotiations with Putin or she there's right. no way no no
2: and, and and let's be honest she doesn't either yeah. which, which is which is why to your point she she cackles and is always nervous she has no clue what she's doing she was thrust into this and told and and so was Joe don't worry you're not gonna have to do much we just have to cart you out there every once in a while don't look a fool which they have they have every time. Uh, but here's the thing. I mean, you've got you've got this administration, right? You've got you 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 go about, We're going to talk Devin Archer and some of that stuff here again, uh, coming up. But you, you've got all this this evidence about this administration, and particularly as it pertains to Devin Archer, Joe and Hunter, and 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 James. By I mean, all of their corruption. And this this I mean this administration right here makes Nixon's problems look like unpaid parking tickets. It. it there's people who are like, thank God for this administration, because you're making me and my colleagues look better. But even with that, you've got GOP officials who are unwilling to play to win, unwilling to knock their opponent down when they're staggering and, you know, stumbling around. And Nancy Mace is apparently one of them. She echoed that sentiment with this answer on the potential of Biden impeachment. Take a listen.
7: What about this issue of impeachment? Is the party divided? Well, I do believe we are at this point. An inquiry is different from an impeachment vote and is another tool in the toolbox. But I will tell you, every time we walk the plank, we are putting moderate members, members that won Biden won districts, we are putting those seats at risk for 2024. We are putting the majority at risk. And it's not just impeachment that does that. Other issues like abortion, et cetera, also put those members on the plank. But the one thing I'll say is this, is that whatever the evidence shows us, we ought to follow the facts, and we have to be better than Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi really politicized the impeachment process. We do not want to do that here. We have to show overwhelming, undeniable evidence in order to move this thing forward. And if we can't, then we should not. But if we do, then we ought to use every tool in the toolbox to make sure the American people see it for for what it is, and we can hold everyone accountable. You're
2: killing me. You're killing me, Nancy. You went from badass, freedom-loving smoke show—you're still a smoke show— who's apparently hornier than a three cocked billy goat. And so is her fiance to to a (laughs) uniparty slug. Who's only worried about getting reelected. That's what you, that's what you should garner from what she just said there. And yes, you should fucking use the impeachment tool as a politicized weapon. Like they have, that's the only way you play the game. We talk about that all the time here. They did it twice. Pelosi did it twice. Okay. That was bullshit. But now you know what you do. You do the same damn thing. You impeach Biden four times. However many times you want, pick a number. What number do you like? as long as it's more than one. But the problem with permanent Washington is is once they're there, reelection is more important than doing anything for the people that she supposedly represents. It becomes more clear each and every year that we we drive ahead with this. I mean, here's, here, here's my question to her. Do you, do you really think this hurts your reelection?
3: going after biden i I would think it helps i would think that too but i think she's thinking about the party itself and some of the the representatives that are in sort of swing districts where it go either way but that's just very short-sighted thinking look what happened to the democrats they, they went full-bore, man. They're like, to hell with any of this. These are—these the, impeachments are bullshit, but we're going to do it anyways because we hate Trump so much, and it's more than you could ever think, right. and we hate his supporters even more. We're going to drag him through the mud. We're going to wish— that nobody ever—we're going to make people wish that nobody ever voted for him. Until you develop that kind of a mindset within your own party, you're never going to win. You, If you don't have that killer instinct like the Democrats do, then you're just showing up as a sparring partner hoping that the champ doesn't go too hard on you just yeah. so, so you can get a paycheck and then come back the next day.
2: That is. That's where we are, sadly. But— <laughs> You know, I tweeted over the weekend, you know, uh, it's high time that we have a second party in this country. And there's a lot of people who just missed that. (laughs) We're like, yeah, we do need a third party. But I mean a second party. We don't because we don't have two parties. We have a uniparty. We have people who are a fake opposition party. So we have two parties in name. But we have it's one party. It's one party. It's us versus them. We need... uh, Someone responded on that. Germany has five parties. It's working for them. I don't know if we need five or if we don't. I don't care. But we need some competition, and we need some people who are willing to, to stand up for the people, not for their jobs, which is what the Uniparty does. They take care of their own. They look out for themselves and their livelihoods, which it was never supposed to be a livelihood. It is supposed to be you go serve a couple terms, fight for this country, fight for your constituents, and then get the hell out of the way but that's not what it is that's not what we're dealing with we've got a whole different machine we've got a government and a society that is everything that our founding fathers warned against and that is what we are living in right now it's not close to it or like approaching it it is it that that is i mean that is what we're experiencing right now and and we we've got and i'll tell you this i mean even even as recent as 2020 during that last election cycle I remember everyone saying, okay, we need a third party. We need the Patriot party. We need the whatever. Everyone had their names. There's even people making logos like, okay, cool. You, you, your son made a logo for you and you put it on Twitter. It's not going to work because there's two parties and the other side won't do it. As we've gotten further along this road, we've seen that the two parties are really, in fact, one. And and now I'm so, so big and pro just fuck the system and break it as much as possible that start start one somebody do it somebody do it you're gonna have to have some cash and some influence but do it get the right people associated with and just cause a stink you might not win right away cause a stink bring awareness and and just be be look we're already called extremist anyways don't do it violently start something that siphons away from from one side or the other because again it's really the same thing or
3: both sides but yeah exactly yeah, this the, the whole party system that we have now reminds me of back in the late '90s, and I know how much you love the '80s and the '90s when we had the WWF and the WCW. Yeah, mm, if great you're a professional wrestling fan, that was the best time to be a fan because you had great products coming from both, and it was because of competition. And then Vince McMahon once said. That the worst, biggest mistake that he ever made was buying the WCW, because that eliminated competition, and that's what we're seeing right now with the Uniparty. It for the, it's just even though the the wrestling, what's it called now, the world wrestling Wrestling entertainment, Entertainment. Yeah. yeah, it's still a good product. But it's it's not the same without competition. There's no competition there. There's a few other promotions that are kind of okay, but it wasn't the same, the same uh, battle as it was in the '90s to see who was going to survive. And that's what we see now. We've 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 seen this unification happen between Permanent Washington on the left and Permanent Washington on the right, who are now the the world wrestling entertainment and then you have other factions like the freedom caucus who are like the other smaller wrestling promotions that we have now until you as you're saying until you get somebody who decides i'm going to come up with a competitor we're still we're going to get the same sort of soft content that we do now You know, back then we had cage matches. We had hell in a cell. We had all these magnificent matches. We had blood. Mankind had his his tooth shoved through his nostril. It it was incredible entertainment. And that's what competition breeds. And we don't have any of that right now within our political system because we just have one party. Yeah.
4: Do we just make the third hour watching some old res- wrestling matches? We, we,
3: we
2: had, if only we had the licensing. I mean, AEW is based out of here. We could get um, we could get some new stuff maybe from Shad and his boy uh, Tony—is it Tony? Whatever. Um, but not the old stuff. We that that would be amazing. Um, that's a good analogy though, and you're right. It, it, it is. It, it, it's it's become. There's no need for competition. And and they're all right as rain. They're all taken care of, which is why you've got folks like Nancy May saying, I'm not on board with impeaching Joe Biden. I'm—and she didn't say this part out loud—I'm only on board with getting myself reelected and staying a part of the cool club and pretending to care about you and pretending to care about this (sighs) country—
3: But she also talked about abortion being another hot-button issue that affects reelection. It's like, man, sometimes—we elected—people uh, of South Carolina elected you to go there to fight for them. Obviously, the people that put you there are are pro-life. And if you're not willing to make that stand based on your own convictions, then you're not worthy of that office, no matter what. The ramifications are from any election because you you're telling these people who the, the pro-life people that y- you you talk a good game. But when the rubber meets the road, you're like, well, maybe we can compromise. You're trying to compromise between life and death. There really isn't that much of a choice. Right. And if you don't think and if you don't want to stand up for that issue, then what are you even doing there? Right. <laughs>
2: uh that it would be remarkable to hear the answers from everyone who's there i mean we we know we know the answer i'd love to hear them try and wiggle their way out of that and try and justify their existence there there is no reason for it here's what we're going to do we're going to take a break uh it looks like there might be a doj press conference happening imminently at any at any moment here trump so says that he's going to be indicted uh we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about that, maybe even play some of it. Uh, stick with us and we'll get into that.
7: When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this. Now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun. And since we live on a ranch, he's up at sunrise doing things like this. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. He's stronger stronger can work out longer, keeps up on his ranch chores, and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids.
6: I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s.
7: I've started doing this too, and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger, and my body looks leaner, and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it. It'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video.
0: Watch the video. You won't believe how simple it is. get your free wealth protection guide this guide will give you all the answers you need american alternative assets is an a plus and accredited member of the better business bureau protect your savings now before it's too late visit ProtectfromBiden.com. individual results may vary there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results
2: Welcome back. So, do we have that truth? Yes. So, minutes ago, while we're talking about Nancy Mace and her very attractive self, not not great brain, um, making a bad decision saying that she's not necessarily in favor of impeaching Joe Biden, we had Trump who truthed out this message right here. I hear that deranged Jack Smith in order to interfere with the presidential election of 2024— We'll be putting out yet another fake indictment of your favorite president, me, at 5 p.m. Why didn't they do this two and a half years ago? Why did they wait so long? Because they wanted to put it right in the middle of my campaign. Prosecu, prosecutorial misconduct. So that just came out. There's folks um, who are watching, watching uh, for a potential press conference here from DOJ Uh, that's coming up here so we'll see we'll see what happens um we'll we'll, we'll see we're keeping an eye on it too if the press conference happens we'll try and pull it into the feed and and show you but look i mean this 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 one here as we've been talking about is a big one it's not surprising that it's happening or i guess likely to happen it hasn't happened yet but we all knew it was coming but this is a big one. This is the biggest of the three current indictments because it ties him to an insurrection. Their word, not mine. And that's what they're going to try and use to ensure that he cannot be on the ballot or at least that he goes to prison and has to run from prison, one or two, if not both. And, and that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And it's going to have— Big ramifications. You can say, you know, Trump says it, they're fake indictment. Okay. I, I don't disagree with you. Witch hunt, political, you know, weaponized, all those things. Yes, it is all those things. It is very much because they do not like you, President Trump. That That is why they're doing it. You know it. We know it. But they're doing it with that kind of piss. I mean, the amount of piss and vinegar. I mean, most Democrats are beta cucks, right? They just are. But they, they've got some piss and vinegar in them. I'll give them that. I mean, they're not going to win in a street fight. But in terms of weaponizing the judicial system, our law enforcement community, all of those things, they play to win. And they're, they're playing to win right now with this. And, and if this, in fact, does come down, it's a big deal. We don't know when the actual trial date would be for this. But this is the one where they could cause the biggest stink with him and his his current campaign and his 2024 bid.
3: Yeah, and more importantly, they're changing the news cycle. Even though they, the uh, propagandist media, hasn't given the coverage to Devin Archer that uh, like Fox News. I can't stand Fox News, but other others, yeah, yeah, more conservative website or consort platforms do. The changing of the, this narrative, even conservative uh, media outlets, are going to start going with this, this one. Right. So the the whole Biden corruption is taken on a play now at this point, point. and this goes back to what you were saying. This is how hard these guys play, and we have nobody right now, other than Trump, on our side who plays as hard and as rough as they do. Right. Kevin McCarthy is he going to play rough? No, no, nobody is. Yeah. No, he masturbates to cartoons like he's (laughs) he's
2: he's no he's he's not going to it's it's it is a very deliberate thing going after him. And again, I say this all the time, too. You don't have to be a Trump person. I don't care if you're a diehard Trump person. I'm not a diehard anything. Well, I'm a diehard Vikings fan and and football in general, but I'm otherwise not really diehard anything. But you (laughs) You gotta understand that this is really not about Trump. Does Trump say some things that maybe make you uncomfortable or other people uncomfortable? Maybe, maybe not. I would say get some thicker skin, you know, let your balls hang free some more, whatever. Is this it here? No? Okay. But but this is bigger than than Trump being indicted. This is the weaponization of a judicial system and and the Department of Justice and all of that going against a political opponent that they don't like, someone who makes them uncomfortable, someone who's about to or could—maybe he wouldn't—but says that he will expose more of the corruption in D.C., something that all of us should want, even if you're a Democrat. You would want to be like, hey, you know what? I don't like the new Democrat Party. I prefer the old Democrat Party, the ones who don't hate America. And and here's how we're going, You know, whatever the case might be, again, step back and and lose the emotion, lose whatever feelings you have for Trump. That goes that goes for us, too. And realize that it's really not about him. It is about something far bigger and far more concerning than whether or not he can be on the election ballot or not, whether or not he goes to prison or not. Those are all really big deals, by the way. But it's still so much bigger than that
3: yeah it, it, it's a lot bigger than that. The, Trump when he said they they may be going after me, I can't remember the quote exactly, but the, it's really you that they hate right And he's hundred percent correct. It's us. It, it, Trump is a symbol of the rest of us who just want to live in a free society and be able to do what we want to do, have the job that we want to have, live where we want to live, and take care of our families. The left does not want that, and he is a symbol of that. He is the embodiment of that thought that most Americans have. And for them, for the Marxist, that has to be crushed, and it has to be crushed by any means necessary, because if they can crush him, they're going to de- de- defeat the rest of us. And yeah. that, that's their mentality. They're like, if we can put Trump, Trump in prison, make him a non-player in this, we will, we will crush the souls of the people who want to live free, and they will eventually have to do what we tell them to do. Period. End of story.
2: Yeah. No, that's that that's what this is about. I think the quote is, uh, they're coming for you, I'm just in the way, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. No, but it but it is it is true. Uh, and and that is what we're experiencing on a on a larger level. And again, that's coming from a show who doesn't go in, or at least me who doesn't go all in on Trump, doesn't go all in on any of this stuff. I just freaking love my country and I see the country slipping away and things like this are the are like the death blows. To a country, yeah. When, when you when you f- go into full banana republic mode or whatever, uh, whatever catchphrase or terminology you want to use, when you get to this point where someone who stands up to the machine is put away, and we've been there, by the way. This is just the biggest and 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 most prime example of it. Your country's done, and and we're two hundred and forty seven years old, and. Guys, I don't know, man. I don't know if this, if this, and not just the indictment announcement tonight, but what could come from the indictment announcement that's supposedly going to happen again. If it, if it, if it comes, we'll try and share one of the feeds, um, that's up there. I mean, we're still here for a little bit longer. So, so we'll, we'll try and figure that out. But I, this, this case is different than s- some chick in New York, you know, making some bullshit claim, or even if it is a real claim. That's still a different level of a case than, than then the, the next one up, which is mishandling classified, which comes with some horrible headlines. And if any of it's ever proven to be true is not good, but but seems to be at this point just total bullshit. This one here being tied to what they consider to be the darkest day in history an insurrection. All of those things. It it will sting. It will sting.
3: Yeah, this, the, this will invoke the 14th Amendment, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, that will preclude him from being able to run if he's found guilty, and then have a, a prison sentence. And as you're saying— it will be a death blow to the United States. Earlier today, when we were talking about the show and stories for tomorrow, I showed you a picture of the president of Burkina Faso, Yeah, and he was all decked out in his uniform, which is really weird because he goes by the the name, uh, the title of captain, which seems like a really small title when you're the president. But anyways, he's in a military uniform, of course, with a red beret on, green shirt, epaulettes, medals, and a pair of uh, fingerless knuckle gloves and he's sitting at the desk to let everybody know that he's the one in control. Yeah. That's what we're going to see if if this goes through. That that's how far our country is going to fall into the depths of us looking like our our former self from the the 80s and and uh before or um, right at World War two
2: well and here's how they do it too here's how it's different which is what's concerning and why I think a lot of people fall asleep at the wheel with this kind of stuff is you see that picture which no one else you know is, is aware of but you see like a typical warlord type deal right like a, a someone you'd see in a movie who takes over a village in Africa that's basically what what Tom was was referencing but but it's the, it's the real president of Burkina Faso but but you see that. And, and people think, OK, well, even so, we're not to that that next level. Well, yes, you are. The difference is you bring in someone like Gavin Newsom, who's got slick back hair and a nice suit and and plays the part of pretending he's your friend. Well, by the way, if you lived in California, you've seen the tyrannical dictatorial douchebag policies that he's put out there. But he does it with a smile and, and nice clothes and a look where, where it's like, oh, well, maybe he is like – that's how dumb we are as a populace. You see Trudeau,
3: like, well, Trudeau doesn't look like a dictator. Right, because he's not wearing the uniform like right. the guy from Burkina Faso. They just happen to be wearing suits. Same thing with uh, President Xi and the same thing with uh, Kim Jong-un. They, they, they dress the part as if they're living in Western standards, but their mentality is that of the president of Burkina Faso. Exactly. And it lulls people
2: to sleep and, and people fall for it. Don't fall for it. Just don't fall for it. Just don't do it. Choose not to do it. Okay. What is, uh, let's just presume that Gavin runs for a second. Okay. Cause I still think we've got a decent shot of Joe not running and, and Gavin seems to be the one that makes sense. Don't look at Gavin and listen. I mean, we, we fall prey to it. Barack had some charisma, right? His policies were awful what he did to the country in eight years and most would argue and i would agree or he's still doing to the country awful but he had some charisma clinton wasn't a bad speaker either like there's there's some things where you get lulled into thinking okay i don't agree with him on much but he's not that bad yes they are look at gavin's policies look at what joe's doing now some people still think oh he's just a harmless old man what what or what where What are you He's not with it anymore, but but look at the policies. Look at what's happening to your bank account. Look at what's happening, more importantly, even than your bank account, to your freedoms. Ask someone who's from California if they put Gavin up. What it was like to be under Gavin Newsom's reign. You you, you got. We can't be so fooled so easily by simple surface level bullshit, but people do. They right. do like. Oh, Nikki Haley. I mean, and, and again, I, if, if Nikki Haley's the worst that happens, that's not the worst scenario. But like she seems like she's great and she's done some interesting roles. And I like her her, uh, you know, Talbot's dress or whatever. I mean, like like this is the second
4: time you brought up Talbot. I know it's, <laughs> I'm on a
2: run. But <laughs> <clears throat> don't don't be that dumb. Don't be that shallow. Dig deeper. Right. What it, do they stand for? Who
3: are they associated with? And we saw Joe Biden's true colors when he came out and said, I am beginning to lose my patience with the unvaccinated. Yes. That should have sent chills up and down everyone's spine like it did mine. I was like, holy crap. This old, decrepit, brain rotting bastard is now threatening me. You know what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Nobody's going to talk to me that way, especially somebody who supposedly was elected and is now president of the United States. That doesn't mean shit to me, because we put you there. The, the, the way that our government is supposed to be set up is we allow you to be in that position to speak for us and come up with laws that we, as a people, decide that we want— this is all about us. It's not about you. And for you to say that, go to hell, man. Yeah. I have nothing, you, there's nothing you can say from that point forward that you're going to sway me to think, oh, you know, Joe's an okay guy. You know, he's a little grandfatherly guy. No, go to hell, Joe. Yeah,
2: uh, 100%. Well, it, it, somehow along the way, it's been a long time. And you've seen, I've seen that on our side too. You go to an event like CPAC, and people mob these politicians like they're rock stars and they listen to what joe says in this case or other people when they push down these edicts like you guys somehow we've lost our way These as you're saying these people work for you yeah you are there and you are the boss <laughs> like this the, but, it's reversed now but it, it is it's reversed and it's now mother may i father may i Wh- what am i allowed to do what am i not allowed to do like no how, how how did we even get here like this is so stupid so stupid all right well let's do this let's take a break we'll come back we're keeping an eye on this press conference and see if it's happening uh regarding the indictment of trump if it actually goes down from doj apparently it seems like it's going to but we'll see um so we'll keep tabs on that we've got some other stuff that we're going to touch on as we wrap up uh we've got, we still got 40 minutes guys so we've got a lot to, to cover stick around
0: Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy.
2: So reminder, John Kerry came out today or this week and said that he wants to eliminate farming, eliminate the food supply. Uh, He he said it. I mean, these, these were things that he said. You've got that. We've got Devin Archer, whose testimony, as Tom said during the last segment, despite being kept as close to the chest as possible by permanent Washington, is still getting out. Very damning. Seeing Ron... Go- is it Ron Goldman? Is that his name? Whatever his name is. Goldman. Oh, Ron Goldman got killed by O.J. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Dan Goldman. Dan Goldman. Good, good pull. Good pull, though. Seeing Dan Goldman... Uh,
4: you watched the trial, didn't you? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Seeing Dan Goldman come out and say all the things that, that, that he and fellow Democrats are trying to say and how they're trying to spin, this is no big deal. Guys, Joe, Joe Biden acted and and likely still does, but certainly did then, acted as an influencer and was peddling said influence using his title for his son and his family's benefit. It's clear as day if you look at the evidence that's there. Uh, So we we hit on all those things earlier. We're waiting on a possible announcement right now from the Department of Justice on a third Trump indictment, this one pertaining uh, to the election and the events of January 6th. So we'll see what comes of that, if anything. But real quick, let's take a a break. It's happy hour in, in most places. Happy hour starts maybe earlier here than it does other places, but but it's happy hour in most places now because it's past five p.m. Eastern. And you've got Bud Light, who is now saying that they don't believe, or at least many are saying they don't believe they will recover from the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. So here's here's how you do this, right? Here's there's there's two ways how to destroy destroy your brand in two steps. You hire a, a, a wokest cancer like like Dylan, whose ideology trumps your brand. And then you take the brand and you turn it gay. That's that's how you do it. That's what they did. And now they're saying <clears throat> they're saying Bud Light's you know, brand damage is unrecoverable, according to the company, according to many of the distributors. A- 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 Anheuser-Busch distributors across the country say they're resigned to their painful Bud Light losses and that they have given up on luring back disaffected customers following the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco, this all according to a story in the New York Post. After four months of hiring freezes and layoffs, with some beer truck drivers getting heckled and harassed even as Bud Light sales have dropped by more than 25%, Anheuser-Busch wholesalers have accepted that they have lost a chunk of their customers for good and need to focus on a new crop of drinkers. There was a Texas-based distributor, according to the article, who didn't want to be identified but said, consumers have made a choice. They have left Bud Light, and that's how it's going to be. I don't envision a big percentage of them coming back. Sales of other Anheuser-Busch beers and labels, as we've talked about, such as Michelob Ultra, Budweiser, and Bush Light have also been in decline since Bud Light's marketing disaster uh, and, and coordination with Dylan Mulvaney. But first of all, congrats. I mean, this this is a win, not for Anheuser-Busch, but for freedom-loving Americans who are sick of having stuff pushed and peddled uh, d- upon them. Th- th- this would be great. And and I kind of believe it. I, I mean, w- they got hit hard, and it has been sustained. And it hasn't been like this, uh, you know, uh, a huge, or uh, r- sorry, the opposite. It hasn't been like a dip, and then it's been crawling up. It's just been a steady downward trend. So... It gives me some encouragement that while everything else is broken and it might be too late, we still got a little fight left in us, guys. We still got something in the tank.
3: And you know why? That's because of teenage boys in the United States. Kids, boys that are in high school and in college, they recognize the fact that Bud Light is now America's gay beer. And there isn't a teenage boy in America, red-blooded kid, that is into chicks, cars, video games, sports, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be caught dead drinking a Bud Light because his buddies are going to go, "What are you a homo?" <laughs> and he's not going. They're not going to have that that stigma attached to him. And th- that's what happens I- in pop culture when you go down this road with corporate wokeism. It eventually you'll hit on something that taps a nerve. With young men in this country, and this happens to be with the—like I said, the kids in high school who are, like, sneaking beers, they, they're they not going to sneak a Bud Light out of their parents' refrigerator to go drink with their friends in the woods. It's going to be—they yeah. they would rather go without than be caught with a Bud Light can. And you'll see that in fraternity houses and, and just in every walk of life with anybody— from the age of 18 to 35 they're they're not going to be saddled with that and they're going to find something else
2: yeah no you're right i think and and then obviously the older folks who there are different reasons the young age it's just i don't want to be seen as gay i don't want to be picked on but the older folks are are just committed we're all more principled in in our views and our beliefs and and more hardened in them now so I don't think it does either, and it's interesting to hear people say that because you've, you've you've seen the pictures, we've seen people talk about it and post about it. How the coolers there are full for them, and everyone else is empty. Ah, man, I'm just Foster. I just brought my first twelve pack of Modelo Oro. Pretty good, yeah. Modelo's good, yeah. There, there. Look, there's lots of great beer still out there. I mean, Bud Light was never like the best beer on the market. It was the cheap, easy go to. You know, if you're at a baseball game or a football game, it's likely there, so you have it. You're at a concert, you have it. Some people get it because it's again, it's cheaper and easier to get. And I don't think it was awful. I didn't dislike Bud Light, but it was never like, oh my gosh, I just need a Bud Light. It it was just a go-to beer. It just was a, a an everyday beer, and there's plenty others.
3: Yeah, there's plenty others out there. And I. there were times where I've been overseas, and one time in particular, working on Amazing Race, and we happened to be in Finland during during the 4th of July. So since I was in charge of all the camera guys, I got the guy with the art department and we came up with to have a barbecue for everybody. So he got napkins and streamers and everything for 4th of July. And I went to the grocery store and I scored Budweiser Tallboys. And that was like with everything that we're doing in a foreign country as far to celebrate the 4th of July and then scoring Budweiser Tallboys every single American on the crew who popped open a beer and took a swig of it was going, this is the taste of freedom right here. And in one fell swoop, all of that went away. Right. Sure did.
2: So I'm looking at the Chiron over here on this other screen. It, t- it says Trump's campaign says he's been indicted in in the January 6 investigation. Haven't seen anything from DOJ yet. Haven't seen this, this uh this update yet. Uh, Disco's trying to pull some stuff in. We'll see if we make that happen. Um, it, DOJ's not talking yet either, to be clear. So so regardless, it seems like that's going to happen. But let's let's pivot while we're waiting on that and, and make the natural s- shift <laughs> to Cardi B. Very natural shift. Because so, Cardi B, who we're obviously a huge fan of here on the show, I'm just kidding. I couldn't name a song she's s- sung. Wow. Uh, but. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. That's her song. That's true. <laughs> but like, but so Cardi B's on stage the other day and you've probably heard about this. I, I'll tell you why I'm weighing in on it in a second, but she's on stage. She's singing. Here's, here's a, here's the day she was on stage. Not the moment we're going to talk about, but there's just a picture here. that No, this is the moment. Well, it's after the.
4: No, I, it's, it's, that's the drink. I, I literally have it in stages here for you. Oh, okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so I'll,
2: I'll put it up here. Okay, and then as you talk, it I'm gonna okay. cut through. So she's she's singing allegedly, and person up close throws a drink at her. You can see the is that the ice in the air there? It's just the liquid. It's oh, the not liquid. the ice yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so drink is thrown. Cardi B saying, "Oh no, you didn't." And has kind of the shocked face on. And I guess we're going down a journey here of of photos, Disco. So let's pull up the next one. What's up? Oh, okay. Now she's cocking back. (laughs) Now she's cocking back, left hand. Apparently she's a southpaw. She's taking her microphone, and she is proceeding to throw her microphone at the person who threw the drink at her, allegedly. I don't know if she hit the right person or not.
4: Well, so you see the hand with the cup there. Yeah. All right. So it's not the first head you see in the bottom right, but the second head you see in the bottom right. And then as it gets thrown, pretty close on point. I and mean, she kinda she was pretty accurate there with that. I'm pretty impressed. That's the last photo I have. I, okay. If I go next, that's gonna be that's fantastic, But that's okay. That's Thursday. That's Thursday. Yeah.
2: Anywho, so there was there was lots of hubbub about this. Should she have done it? Why are people throwing things at artists? Both good questions. Both bear. Now, apparently, she might get charges thrown at her, uh, uh, pun intended, I guess, for throwing the microphone at said individual, which is the backwards judicial system and world that we live in. You have something thrown at you. You can't retaliate. If you do, you're going to be charged. That's like charging, which in some states this happens. Someone breaks into your home and holds you hostage. You hurt them or kill them, and then you're charged. Like, what? Like But obviously different levels here between Cardi B having a drink thrown at her in the scenario that I just said there but I I I am not into that kind of music I'm not into Cardi B or anything she's selling and putting out there the lyrics that I have read of hers are just reprehensible not good your your kids shouldn't be listening to Cardi B but I also don't know that she's wrong like right she, she, someone someone threw something at you yes it was just a drink. I, I don't have a problem with her throwing it back. Here, here's here's what is not being discussed, though. Well, first of all, let me take a pause. D- do you think that she should be charged for throwing the microphone?
3: No, I don't think she should be charged, but I understand where the charge is coming from because the person who threw the drink is going after a money grab. And the the issue that I have with what's going on, I don't fault Cardi B for this. I fault the person in the crowd throwing the drink because when you're on stage and somebody throws something at you and we've seen other artists get hit in the face was it bb rexa that got hit in the yeah, face with the cell phone yes she got hit in the face with the cell phone harry styles got hit in the face with the cell phone we've even seen uh the guy at the hollywood bowl the Tifa activist jump up and attack dave Chappelle. So we've come to this point where people in the audience are taking way too many liberties with artists. And even before that, one of my favorite bands of all time, Pantera, had somebody in the audience come up and shoot the lead guitarist Dimebag Daryl and kill him on stage in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm very sensitive when it comes to crowd interactions like this. I think it's horrible that we've come to a place in our society where people who are attending a show to be entertained want to be the focus of the show by engaging in that kind of uh, of behavior where they're throwing things at the performer that they've come to see right but the person in this instance get, got hit with a microphone they want to payout from cardi b that's what it is and i i don't want to see trends like this happening I, we, I showed you the video today for, uh, from a Tool concert, where somebody jumped on stage, Maynard, the lead singer of Tool, didn't know who this person was, threw him to the ground, and then put him in some sort of MMA hold and continued to sing while he had the guy on the ground. It, to me, that was one of the best examples of how to deal with a situation like that. But the other extreme is with Dimebag Daryl and him getting murdered in concert. It, it, there, there has to be some kind of audience. There ha, the audi- The audiences have to take a step back. We're we live in a society now where everybody wants attention for themselves, right. and for a lot of people, this is their moment to to get to get likes, to get you know more followers and everything. And unfortunately, people who have not never contributed anything to society. No matter what you think about Cardi B, she's an entertainer. There's a segment of the population that loves her music. I tolerate her music. It's not my favorite, but I'll listen to it. But I don't want to see her get assaulted because some loser who's never accomplished anything in their life picks that moment to try and be a social media sensation. Yeah. I'm not digging that.
2: No, 100%. It should not be the case, even if it's the worst music or even if they're an awful person, on the stage it should not be the case period end of story here's what's not talked about i think benny and a couple others referenced it but what not enough people are talking about is you have this exchange that happens right so person throws the drink at cardi b cardi b says "Uh uh-uh throws the microphone back now being charged for it but after she threw the microphone back cardi b was still stinging (laughs) yeah i
4: I watched the video many times the microphone's gone she's like oh my goodness her security details come out which they don't look like their security detail but they come out and they're like are you okay and she her voice just keeps going
2: it's still going baby (laughs) that's my biggest problem with some of those genres of music is and i'm not saying that all of them don't have talent but but people who are good live are the best and when when you get caught lip singing to your own track, I just think it's bullshit. Like, come on, stop it. Like Mariah getting caught on uh, uh, New Year's Eve that oh, one yeah. year was amazing. Oh gosh, I, I yeah. I cannot stand Mariah, but but I thought that was amazing. And 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 no one's paying attention to Cardi B. She was pe- apparently performing live on stage for all of you in the audience, but she wasn't. She wasn't singing. Right. It was a track. Because after you get hit with a drink and you stop singing, if you're still singing, that's not you singing. That's, that's something uh, being played there. I, I, I thought that was
3: hilarious. Oh, that was totally hilarious. And, you know, if you are going to a show where there is going to be interaction where the audience is expected to throw things on stage and the artist is, you know, expected to throw things back like Gigi Allen in the 90s people would show up at that show. Gigi Allen would strip down naked. He would defecate on stage and throw feces into the crowd. And then he would also take his microphone and smash him in the forehead, get him to bleed. He'd go out into the crowd and start throwing punches. So if you're going to a Gigi Allen show in the 90s, you went there knowing that he's going to throw feces on you. Yeah.
4: Just, you know, they're saying trial set for May 20th for Trump.
3: So four days
2: before.
4: Yeah, May 20th, 2024. Yeah.
2: no. That May 20th, 2024 is the... Um, is the original one? Or is the, the uh, one before? The, the classified documents one. Gotcha. Unless... I mean, I, I can't imagine they would do them the same day. I, I can't see that happening either. But... But that that is when he's doing it. He was, so. Here, here's what we're knows, saying. Who knows? I'm still sitting on a single of me.
4: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm
2: I'm done working on my screens here. Trump <laughs> Trump indicted on four counts by special counsel as it pertains to the whole January 6 stuff. So, um, well, let's let's just talk about this a little bit more, uh, and and then we'll go to the post-show press conference here in, in a bit. But again this one this one is a big one this one should sting I, we'll find out when exactly the the trial's going to be we probably won't know that for for a little bit but we'll we'll figure that out but him being indicted on this january 6th one by by legal assassin jack smith and the special counsel is a is a big blow can't be understated enough you can all say and i just did that he, he's just a legal assassin he's a loser he only goes after and prosecutes conservatives he nothing ever pans out when he goes after democrats those things are true but so too is the fact that what just happened is going to cause a massive problem for our country and we'll see how massive that is or how it all plays out over time but <clears throat> this this isn't good could be good for some of the other GOP candidates running, but it's but it's not good for the country. And, and I and I, I joke about that. It's not good for them either. Maybe somebody gets a win, but here's the deal. the The big story is is the country is is broken. It is broken, and we are in some significant trouble here. And uh, it's going to be hard to to weasel our way out of this. And 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 if for for people who again say, well. Even if he goes to prison, he's going to be the nominee. If, if, if they can't get him off the ballot and that's true, I'm just here to tell you, I don't think he can win from prison. He won't win from prison because there's enough people who he needs to get the vote from who will buy into, albeit bullshit, the bullshit from the left and this, this ridiculous investigation. I don't, I don't think he or anyone, for that matter, can win from from prison. And if anyone could do it, it would be him. I just don't think, I don't think that's possible.
3: Which is sad because jailing your political rival, especially for on the grounds of insurrection, and, and that's what they're going for. I mean, let's just take a step back. Insurrection is the charge that they're going with, and it, this trial is going to be held in D.C. It that charge in and of itself, that is that is the benchmark. For the revolution the revolution will be complete if they can get that charge to stick and get him in prison yeah everything else will fall into place we always talk about we're in a Marxist revolution right now this charge if this charge sticks and he is found guilty that's the completion of this revolution because you will have people on the left saying We can no longer have the Republican Party or any sort of opposition party because we just had somebody from that party have an insurrection against our country. That party, that party has to be obliterated. Yeah. And then the revolution is complete. Yeah. It is. Uh, And that, 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 those are the
2: stakes. That's, that, that is where we are in the story those are the stakes, uh, man, I, I'm telling you, it's, um, it's, it's, it's I, I, I just don't know how we, we weather our way through this. Now, there, there's still some slivers of hope on this case, you could say, but here's the deal. Are there? Because as you mentioned, this is going to be heard, the jury is going to be, it's a D.C. court, a D.C. jury, guess who they don't like in D.C.? not just the
3: politicians pretty much everyone it's donald j trump 97% he only had 3% of the vote 97% of the residents of dc voted against him yeah that's... how are you ever going to get a fair trial there you aren't you, can't,
2: you 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 just you you just aren't it's not going to happen and and you can hope for the best you can hope well maybe his his you know, the case is strong, his his defense is strong, which it is, but like hopefully that works out to his advantage. It doesn't matter because that is presuming, that is that is a, a failed thing. That is presuming that the system is going to be fair and we live in a normal world. We we, we no longer have a fair system. And I don't know if you've noticed, but <laughs> there's nothing normal about this this world left anymore. There hardly I mean, hopefully there is on your family and friend level and, and all of that, but on the collective it's, it's batshit crazy. It's batshit crazy. And as Texas Panhandle says, it's a sad day for America because he, here's what could come from this, not encouraging any of this, but you see all these things happen. You see this unfold. And as we've talked about for a long time with this case, the response that they want, they're, they're going to get some form of response if he goes to prison and or is taken off the ballot. And it's going to be what they want because they thrive on chaos. They want Chaos. And it's going to further propel their hostile takeover of things, which is is what this is here, what this determination is, this, this decision is. And then they can say, hey, yep, see, they're domestic extremists and they want to fight. But it, I, these these are the types of events in, in history, and particularly U.S. history, that can lead to that kind of a, of a deal like, okay, hell no, not happening anymore. Again, I'm not encouraging you to do a damn thing, but— But there's people who are going to make some bad decisions out there because of this, because of what comes of this. Maybe not this in in itself, but because of what comes of this. And it's it is it's a it's a it's a that that, they talk about dark days. This is a dark day. And I would say this is a dark day if if it was reversed. You don't have this kind of unchecked power. You don't put away your political opponents. At least you didn't used to. And and, and and these are the, the final blows to what was a great experiment known as the United States of America. Um, and, and they're going to say, oh, this is the best thing, and we're back because of it. No, don't buy into that.
3: No, it's, it's the worst possible scenario that we've ever had in our country. E- even Even after the Civil War, Jefferson Davis wasn't brought up on insurrection charges. He wasn't jailed. And the reason why they weren't is for us to hold the union together again. But we're dealing with a faction in our country right now that hates one half of the population so much and is so drunk with power in the fact that they can't stand not to be in power. They want to take any kind of. uh, uh, Of any sort of liberty that we have and freedom to be able to exact a change away from us. And for the longest time, we always thought that Democrats were just, you know, these crazy liberals that, you know, just talk shit and, you know, a bunch of tree huggers and this and that and everything. But now we're seeing their true colors. And you and I and Disco, we have talked about this for a long time. That party has changed. It has changed into this Marxist revolution that we're seeing now. So the people that you're, the, who are your neighbors and good old Democrat union people or whatever, that's not the Democrat party. It's a Marxist revolution that will have, if it comes to fruition the way they would like it, they wouldn't care twice about pulling you out of your house and putting a bullet to the back of your head. I know that sounds extreme, But that's what happens when you have revolutions like this, when one party takes over and decides to punish the other party. Yeah.
2: No, you're absolutely right. Wink says, I hear you, but I don't think they can actually get him in prison. I would have thought that a long time ago too, Wink, but here's the deal. Again, it's in a D.C. court. It's in it with a D.C. jury, and that is their goal. So I'm not saying 100% that happens, but they're closer to it than they've ever gotten. All the, the, The other two indictments, bullshit, Okay some chick who doesn't matter she thinks she matters she doesn't you don't matter but that the the mishandling going to be uh, i think that's an easier one to push back against and win he's going to have a a uh, a jury there that's more favorable to him that unless it gets moved that's those are ones you can get past this this one is troubling and again they use the way that I can hear people saying again it's not an insurrection we say that all the time too but they use that term and they use that term very specifically and very strategically because they have to because they want they they want one party rule which again they kind of have right now with the uniparty but they want official one party rule to get that they have to get Trump who's a massive thorn in their side out of the picture and they've got to use that term because it refers to that term in the 14th amendment third third article or uh, section 3 of the 14th amendment so they have to go down that path they have to Connect it, whether it's true, whether it's not true. Together, they, they've 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 got to have that that narrative and that storyline so they can push ahead with this. And that's that's what they're a lot closer with 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 this indictment tonight. These four charges or four counts to accomplishing. Uh, again, it's total bullshit, but that's 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 what it is.
3: Yeah, and for everyone saying it wasn't an insurrection, like you said, we all know it was. It it was a mob scene. It it was whatever, uh, a riot, if you want to call it that. But it was also helped out and goaded along by people with the intel community. Right. And I think we all know that to be a fact. But unfortunately, there's so many people out there that are going to be selected from the jury pool— inside dc that believe what the propagandists in the media are saying they will and, and they 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 don't get their information anywhere else other than what the popular narrative is
2: no they're they're going to believe this they're going to believe the next time covid spikes up that they're going to die they're going to believe that they can get monkey pox they're going to believe all those things and some of them if they're dumb enough to do that probably do uh get off grinder and you won't get it but But they're going to buy into all of that stuff because we have and that's the biggest tool that the left has is they control the media. They control the vast, vast majority of big tech. So they thus control the narrative and they know that there are dumb mouth breather American people out there who are just going to say, what do I do next? Where do I go? What should I what should I believe? Trump's bad. Okay, COVID's killing people. Okay, all these things. And they, they go along with it. So of course of course there's going to be pe- there's people who are I mean think about this they're so dumb that they're celebrating today yeah they're they're drinking their bud light and whatever other gay shit they put in their mouth and they're they're celebrating this as a, as if it's a win for the republic which a they don't know that it's a republic but but they're celebrating it as if it's a win for them and it's going to benefit them and they're just that dumb they have no the other side has no forethought no no forethought whatsoever. They might have a degree from Harvard or some other school, but they have no forethought, no street smarts. They've not understood history, and they don't see where this is going and how the history books are going to show the end of, of, of this once great experiment way down the road that they were, by the way, you were complicit in doing this. You helped egg it along by being a dumb motherfucker. That, that's, that's what it comes down to these people who went along with this. They, they they can't do anything the other side. The uniparty, permanent Washington, whatever you want to call it, all of it's the same. You They can't get away with any of this without dumb Americans. Yeah. So this this
3: one's on you guys. And I suggest to everybody out there, if you don't believe that Americans, and especially people that, you know, we kind of, you know, have a hold in certain esteem because we like them, Listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with Jim Gaffigan. It dropped last Friday, and Jim's responses. They got into conversation about Trump, and Jim's responses to Rogan and Rogan's questions, and Jim's thoughts on Trump, are so far out there. He can't. He is so brainwashed by what he saw in the mainstream media that when Joe brings up brings up follow up questions to that or questions his beliefs he has this he, he, he can't he can't he won't make the connection yeah no at no. all and it, it jim i think we all agree is one of, you know is a great comic and to see him succumb to something like that it just it goes back to the fact that he's just a human like the rest of us and and could fall into that trap of being brainwashed yeah. and it's a great great example of how quickly somebody can go down that, that rabbit hole of brainwashing
2: no, absolutely. That was a fascinating conversation because you you, you could. You could see in his response, like, what? Like, no, like, that's not what we were told. Yeah. And and, and you, you could see his brain and the wheels spinning in there, and you could see what he had been told and how it had sunk in. And it, I, I, that was – we almost played it on the show the other day, but it was a really – fascinating conversation really fascinating conversation but and and we all know this by the way we're going to skip the post-show press conference today to just kind of chat for a few more minutes about this leading up to rvm roundup with chad caton uh since this is uh, potentially a death blow to uh what we all to our country but but uh we all know people we all know people who innocently are believing some of this, but not like diehard, you know, bleeding heart, blue dog democrats. We, we we know people who just are are going along with the narrative because they just go along to get along and they do what they're told and they assume that everyone has their best interest and our country's best interest at heart. And that's just not the case. I don't know all of Jim's deep seated feelings and beliefs on things and his policies. But you could tell like, oh, they got to you. You just you're just listening to this and you're listening to some of your entertainment buddies who, who say, you know, orange man bad, Republicans bad, January 6th, darkest day in history, whatever whatever bullshit you were fed, and you went with it, and you didn't ask any questions. And then you probably, when we asked questions about that, or about COVID, or about the election, or about anything that had lots of question marks around it, you probably, like your friends did, were like, shut up, no, 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 you're too stupid to understand. And meanwhile, fast forward, here we are, everything's breaking and if we would have just had a discussion and people wouldn't have just gone along with things, who knows where we could have gotten. Maybe maybe not far enough, but we could have gotten further than we are now.
3: Yeah. I, this To me, we're at the point right now, as you were saying, this, this to me is one of the darkest days in American history that I can remember. September 11th was probably the darkest that I lived through. Right. But this, as far as the republic actually crumbling as we know it it, it it's 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 up there and you know, like i said it, it's nowhere for me nowhere near september 11th but it's up there as far as a more of a direct threat to all of our freedoms yeah no
2: i agree I agree. Well, uh, still didn't see anything out of DOJ. No uh, announcement from Jack Smith, although he is supposed to here at some point. So we'll, I'm sure, talk about it tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. We've got plenty of stuff still to talk about this week. The stories are already stacking up for tomorrow, so we'll get into this. We'll, we'll share the, the additional great news that our, com- our country keeps offering us on a daily basis. We appreciate everyone for being here and along for the ride today been a fun journey we've at least gotten some laughs in there throughout there's been some less serious moments although not a ton today who would have thought we were going to talk about cardi b
3: yeah we talked about we cardi did something b. new today yeah, yeah. yes yeah. it is it, no matter how dark things get it's always very important to keep your sense of humor there's always something you can laugh about absolutely i agree um but now it is time to
2: go. Someone's talking about Hot Pockets there. I don't know. Hot context, Pocket? That's no, Jim, Jim Gaffigan. Jim uh, Gaffigan. Hot Pocket, oh, yeah, the yeah, jingle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're brilliant. <laughs> I'm piecing it together now. What Anyways, about? I was going to say I'm starving. And even though I'm not an Antifa member who lives in their basement eating Hot Pockets, that or anything sounds good at this point. So I'm going to head out. We're going to wrap this down. We're going to get you guys over to RVM Roundup with Chad Caton, which is coming up here in just a few minutes at the top of the hour. We hope you have a great day. Thanks again for being with us today. Please hit that like button on the way out. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, right back here. Be safe, be smart, be free.
0: Days on every major podcast provider or on DrewBurquist.com.
9: Moms and Dads of America,
0: Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled volatile markets dial 833 the number 2 usa gold yes call now 833 287 2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number 2 usa gold yes call now Eight three three two eight seven two four six five. act swiftly, 833
8: uh. Welcome to our